What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And joining us today is a super talented Mr. Anthony Abbott. Hello. And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects, plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor, crypto art. (laughs) And working for the man. You can email us, info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show, questions, comments, concerns, grievances, show topic ideas, artist suggestions, whatever yeah. it is. We're on all the things. You can find us everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, MoGraph.com. Send us stuff, noob or expert. It doesn't yep. matter. I know a lot of people have questions about crypto art, but guess what? Yeah. We got a new segment. We got a new segment. You have to. You yeah. have to. Yeah. It's, Some people don't like crypto art. A lot of people don't, don't like crypto it. art. And I get it. I get it. I thought it was dumb it at first. Me too. You know, but now I mm-hmm. get it. And I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. You know, let's do this. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we got a new segment. That's going to be after the our interview segment. Yeah. And it's also, it's going to be a weekly segment that's going to be clipped and put out separately as like yeah. a video. So check that out. It's going to be on our YouTube channels. Make sure you <clears throat> mash that like and subscribe button. Mash that like and subscribe. <laughs> you need to add crypto art like without the pause into the uh, the the thing. <laughs> While that was funny, yeah. yes, I think it's going to get art. old every, if you do it every. No, week. I'm going to. No, it's not in there for it. It's not in the template. I'll have to find a good place for it. Let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. Motion graphics, Cinema 4D, After Effects plugins, render engines. Man, it's hard because I'm used to it. You could you uh, could say my, uh, uh, doing taxes, investing, or something investing. like that. Because you know, I mean, it is. You know, plus we <laughs> got the MoCoin channel and yeah. the Slack. Well, uh, speaking of the emails, though, Nick Walagorski has an email, but it is yes. a crypto email, so we're going to save that for yep. the. The drop segment. It's yep. called the drop. The drop. That's, it's called the drop, and it has a segment intro, audio intro, which yeah. we'll play on the live stream <laughs> this week. But you'll hear it on the the audio recording every week. The people that listen to that. And so, okay, this week, first of all, it feels like it's been forever. It has been forever. While it was nice taking a week off, you know. No, man, that it's wasn't like nice snowpocalypse sucked. Snowvid twenty twenty one. We but didn't how are you have guys power doing down there. Yeah, we're, we're fine now. This last bit. It's beautiful. Seventy degrees outside. 70, All the snow's gone. Seventy sunny. Yeah. Allergies are back. Yeah, you know. Except Pretty the. Uh, uh, I I stood on my uh, on my in laws' pool. It was frozen over. I got to stand on it. I used I Lisa. I used uh, 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 what's her name? Kowatskis. Dang it. (laughs) You know who? Laura. Laura. Laura, Yeah. yeah. I used her technique that she showed on TikTok where you throw a rock up in the air and if it hits the the, the ice, you know, and like just dents it just a little bit, it's safe to walk on. So I did that on my my in law's pool and I walked out onto it. It was very scary. This is something you do like in Idaho or like. Right. Exactly. Not in Texas. (laughs) No, not in Texas. I mean, it's pretty dangerous. <clears throat> but you know yeah. it's nice 70 degrees outside yeah. no totally couldn't run any oh, of my crypto go. mining you know yeah i know i i 
long story short, what was it, like three days basically with no power. It would come out yeah. every once in a while, and you crank the heat for a minute, but you were lucky to get like an hour, one to three hours yeah. in that time. Yeah. Uh, so you couldn't get any work done, you know? You know? Well, like, and even any- your data had no no. There's no data, even without power. Like, the cell phone data was, like, yeah. one bar of nothing. Well, mine was fine. So, I live right next to a, a, a cell tower, so I'm okay. I do too, Everyone but else was in on my it. neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. We, uh, we, all, uh, uh, we had our hot water pipes freeze, you know, oh so we God. couldn't get any hot water. See, it would have been fine if we could get hot water. You know, I would have been okay with that had we been because you know that's natural gas, so it 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 it's heated. It's heated. You know, it's always heated uh, mm-hmm. if the electricity goes out. But because one of the pipes froze, we couldn't get any hot water. We ended up having to go to my parents' house for like three days. You know, just fun. And I was completely but, stuck here. We I had we the were jeep. Like... I had the jeep. I got four wheel yeah. drive. Man, four wheel mm-hmm. drive in snow. It's not a problem. It was actually pretty easy, yeah. you know? Yeah, we couldn't get out. We, we didn't have any power. We didn't have any heat. Um, the, the thing is, when you have, like, one bar of cell service on top of that, you know, and then the first night when they started the rolling blackouts, um, I hadn't rolling set my phone blackouts. on the charger. Yeah, rolling blackouts. 15 minutes to 45 minutes at a time that will be out, you yeah. know? And then eight hours later, you yeah. get an hour of power if you're yeah. lucky. Stupid. And so the first night, though, I hadn't really charged my phone up, so it ended up dying. So we had no power, no heat, no internet, Jeez. no phone, no lights, nothing. no motor car, not a single yeah, luxury, single luxury, <laughs> like Robinson Caruso. It was as so primitive as it. can be. <laughs> Wild, but we're we're good. There's a lot of people that had it a lot worse than us. I I think Matt, I might have sent you that TikTok. That girl parked her car in a I parking did, garage. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, it's actually Completely been all, empty. It's been all over Reddit too. Like someone who lives in that apartment complex but doesn't know the person has been doing updates. It hit the front page of Reddit yesterday. You know, That's and they're funny. like, and like the the ice had finally disconnected from the pipe to the big pile on the car, and they're like, eh, it'll probably be gone in a couple days. She Everyone's just trying like to guess on out. whether or not it's going to actually work. Well, to explain Jeez. what it is, it, there's, a, there's somebody on TikTok who is showing this completely empty parking garage mm-hmm. except for her car. Like Where five she floors of no cars except for hers, and she pans over to it, and like the entire thing was covered in ice from a yeah. burst pipe. The uh, whole uh, car uh, was encased in ice. Out of everywhere, the pipe burst right on top of her car. Right on top of her car. <laughs> She's like, why? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sarah, I, I, I drip my pipes, too. That was the problem. We didn't realize yeah, we that did you too, have to drip both the hot water and the cold water. So we had plenty of cold water. We had no hot water. I had a little bit of foundation shift. There's a stud in the garage that, that yeah. shifted, and, and like a shelf kind of, a rack kind of came off the wall a little bit. All of our, stuff, um, all the all of our uh, door frames, they're all cracked at the seams. You know, now yeah, everything's just shifting. Wow. There was yeah. a weird, there's weird, loud popping noises because like <laughs> the studs in the house just yeah. randomly will like finally give just a little bit. Yeah, and it's fine. It's not really dangerous. It's just like, oh god, what was that? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's just Texas. They're not equipped for it, and they're and not built it's not for like, it. <clears throat> no, and and it's because, oh well, the the main thing 
about it is that like how are you going to get like a bunch of sand trucks or salt trucks or yeah. whatever yeah. in Texas and pay millions of dollars to house them and keep them ready to go and all that and use them like once every 10 years. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. Cuz so the last big freeze was 10 years ago or whatever, you know. Yeah. I I think I remember that it was multiple days of us just being at home. I don't when think my I daughter was then. Yeah, when my daughter was born there was a huge snowstorm kind of oh, like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. On her birthday. It was the same thing. I, I couldn't be with her on her birthday because of it. So it was like 11 years later, just as bad. Yeah. But because of that, uh, we we have some reschedules and mm-hmm. things that we have to do. There's uh, obviously we missed the show last week, you know, so we're we're rescheduling that show to be somewhere like in the middle of maybe next week or the week after. Mm-hmm. We're, we're working that out. We'll let so you someone know. will then, get course, lucky and get two shows in one week. Yeah. Lucky you. Yeah. But then there's Many Hues of MoGraph, which mm-hmm. was going to be Thursday night. I'm super yeah. bummed about that. And now we're trying to work out the, the timing on that. And everybody's – I don't think everybody's calendar is syncing. So yeah. it's probably going to be March before we can make the, it's, the, the redo of it's that. It's hard happen. enough to get one person to line up your schedule, let alone like four. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, It's harder to do, do those. Now, we're also – Toying with the idea of doing a uh, crypto art special yes. as well. There's, I uh, have been hit up so many times in the past week and a half asking about crypto art that it's like, okay, maybe we should just do a whole show based special. on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh, we're in this constant um, like chat with EJ and Ariev. Yeah. And so. And um, Ariev's gotten gonna... really into it. Like. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's it's almost scary. I feel like it's all become an addiction for us because I got a bit <laughs> of a gambling addiction. I will say, you know, and it's nice when you know when you're winning, when you're up. Yeah, Matt <laughs> so, in Vegas. Oof. Oh man, it's so, funny the amount of times I go up to Dave and I say hey, while we're in Vegas, I was like, after I already spend all my gambling bonus? money, I was like, we should we should bonus ourselves. We should. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep the money and pay the bill, pay my bills with it, and he yeah. loses. And Matt goes to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, that's it, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So everybody's been asking <clears throat> us about crypto art. Everybody's texting yeah. me asking about crypto art, and and you know, I th- we don't have the handle on it that I think a lot of the hardcore people do, but I think we have a good understanding of layman's terms of a lot right. of things. Right. And yeah. uh, I and, feel and, like and we can t- tell people how to get started and what the yes. advantages and disadvantages are. Absolutely. You know. And stuff like that. Yeah, well, well tell me because yeah. I feel like I have the most minuscule understanding of it. I feel like it's like, oh, you can go sell it for some Bitcoin. Like, yeah. But then there's yeah, also the, yeah. all the AI generated stuff that's like its own rabbit hole. And it's like, I, I don't know I don't anything know about the AI generated stuff. Well, That's we'll cool. hold it. We'll hold yeah. it for the drop, so yeah. we can yeah. do a drop segment <laughs> altogether. Yeah. Uh, so, because we want to talk about Anthony first, but I, I do have to say I was super bummed because before the storm hit, like really hard. Yeah. The day before, we got a little bit of ice. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it was like mm-hmm. it misted. It was just enough to cover every sidewalk with like this thin sheet of ice. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the day I was supposed Poor to run my marathon. Day. I oh was my ready. God. I had been prepping the two <laughs> weeks. The two weeks before you do this kind of dip down, it's your taper where you do less. And, and then mm-hmm. and, and I was making sure I was like getting the right nutrients and I was hydrated, psyching myself up because I knew this was going to be really difficult. And I get up in the morning and I get my stuff on and I go out the door and literally the sidewalk is sheets of the 
thin, thin, thin millimeter layer of ice. I'm like, I can't run 26 miles on this. It's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And yeah. the problem is you'd we fall got stuck after in. like 20 feet and then, you'd yeah. be, you know, you'd break something and have to wait two months. Then you get Yeah. And the problem again. is with, with all of this uh, weather, I couldn't go keep it up. I couldn't practice. Yeah. So yeah. I went a week without running. I can't go do it now. So as of today, I've got to start over basically the last two weeks of training. Jeez. It, it sucks because what I've got to go, you know, like four or five times this week and then next week and kind of taper it back down. And yeah. I got to get back in. I mean, and what I was you, eating What are you like going to do too. once we start traveling again? Are you going to just hit up the gym every morning like Casey Hupke I'll does? I'll just go run. Me and EJ will go do our morning yeah, jog. that's right. You know, and grab some coffee and... It'll be fun. <laughs> right. No, but uh, yeah, I, I've been eating terrible during during this too because we're just sitting there eating what we have in the house. And, right. You know, you get down to the Twinkies, what are you going to do? <laughs> Got to eat the Twinkies. Well, also, Gotta it's like when you're running that much too, you get like this hunger, like this deep primal, like you just oh, start stuffing. And like you're going through so many calories. I mean, you can't really outrun your diet, but I, I remember I did a... I did a couple of half marathons. I've never done a full, but mm-hmm. um, man, you get oh, you the get half so is hungry. bad too. Yeah, you do. I mean, <clears throat> I'll go out and I'll burn. Uh, the last one I did was twenty something miles, and Jeez. I think it's twenty miles, and it was uh, three thousand calories. You know, I'll sit there <laughs> wow. and eat a whole pizza afterwards, and it still doesn't make up for it. <laughs> So, but the, the thing is, man, I'm, I'm itching to go because when you're used oh, to I running that, that much every week, like the pent up energy, you're just like, oh my God, I got to get out of the house. Yeah. Nothing your to body's do. ready to go. Yeah. So starting that over, unfortunately. Um, all right. So let's get into the things. Uh, first of all, real quick, a little Ravcock, what's your flavor? What's your flavor? And this was kind of crypto related and I wanted to just throw it in this segment though, because it's about, <clears throat> about NVIDIA. Mm-hmm. And um, the, G- the NVIDIA is coming out with, what is it, the, the CMP card just for mining or oh, whatever. They are? That's interesting. Just for mining? Just Ugh. for mining. There's no outputs on it. And what a waste. This is kind of shady. Like, <laughs> you should go look at, there'll be a link in the show notes to this too. There's a link to, uh, what's his name? You know, Linus Tech Tips. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on, on YouTube, he's got this video where he kind of explains what's going CMP. on with this. And he's like, it's called NVIDIA pretends to care about gamers. <laughs> okay. Because he's explaining, you know, they're taking the 3060 right now. Yeah. And they're disabling the ability to they're crypto like mine. nerfing it on purpose. They're nerfing it. And mm. so. It's a good thing I sold that 3060 when I did, right? <laughs> right. Both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing about this, though. Is they take it down, some of them they're taking them down, I don't know if it's on the 3060 they're doing half or none at all, but they're they're essentially giving it half the power. Yeah. Right? Now they did this before, and long story short, you got to watch the video because it's a really good explanation, he explains it better than I can, but... With NVIDIA, what's happening is people buy up all the cards, right? Mm-hmm. All the crypto miners buy up all the cards. Remember the 1080s? Yeah. Were... Were were the thing, and remember it was getting really hard to find stuff. Yep, yep. Uh, because of crypto mining. Well, the the twenty series came out right, and they weren't. I mean, they're better than the ten series, and they were RTX, but they 
weren't that much better to where like I mean a lot of people would prefer just to get a 1080. They'd be happy with a 1080, like gamers and stuff. Yeah. Right? Or even people who are rendering too. They didn't necessarily need the RTX and everyone's like, you know, it's really more worth it to just go get some 1080s. Yeah. And so what happened with Nvidia? They didn't sell 20 series because there were so many leftover 1080s from when crypto mining went bust a few years ago mm-hmm. that nobody was buying their new stuff. Yeah. So their solution is to sell these separate cards, and uh, I mean that I way think people can't I'm, buy I'm old cards with when it that. takes sense. I'm totally fine with that. You know? Yeah, but you got to watch this explanation. The reason so, Nvidia is doing it is not for gamers, and yeah, it's not for us. I think it's the reason Nvidia is doing it is because that they know they messed up on the VRAM placement, and it gets too hot whenever you're mining. No, the reason mm. they're doing it <laughs> is because. When these, they can put these cards out there. Mm-hmm. You can't crypto mine with the 30 series. Mm-hmm. So what happens is if crypto goes bust and everybody tries to sell, right? Everybody won't be trying to sell an excess of 30 series that are left over when the 40 series is out, right? Gotcha. Because of crypto mining, right. this is lining their pocketbooks better, right? Essentially, and they mm-hmm. say it's this new crypto card is like uncrackable and you can't. Make it do anything else. Come on now. Whatever. Come on. What a waste, though. I mean, just like so yeah. many resources going towards just like towards what? Like, yeah, it, it's a Pocket waste book. in my mind. <laughs> it is. And the and it's also a waste of silicone. Yeah. Sil- oh, yeah. Silicon. Yeah. Because <laughs> Power uh, there's a shortage. Yeah. Even car companies right now cannot yep. get enough. So they're making like double the amount of chips in cards that people can't use for anything but crypto mining. Yeah. And and Stupid. they're wasting silicon. So Yeah, and at what point are they so like much. are they like okay, well now we're just going to create a card for people who need to render, you know? Mm-hmm. Like just for for 3D motion <laughs> graphics artists who just need to <laughs> Fancy render. Fancy that. <laughs> you know. Well, my question actually is whether or not I wonder if you could take these because they don't have outputs on them, could you use them just for their RTX scores? Or I don't know. Something? That's or the true scores? I'm curious. But yeah, because what about we'll the see. people who are rendering who are rendering other people's stuff on render? I mean, that's a mm-hmm. form of mining, you know? It's not really. But I don't know what it allows for, you to for, do. For those who aren't rendering on render, man, it's it's so killer right now. I got to give Patty a big uh, shout out for hooking me up because I've got one computer that's got two 20 series cards in it and I make more money mining or like rendering people's frames right now because the price of render has gone up. It went up from like 18 cents all the way up to like 31 cents last week. You know, I think it's because people's been talking so much about it and stuff. Um, But the price of render has gone up a whole bunch. So it's actually very you you make a fair amount of money doing it i can't wait till the third day uh uh, in like a week or two once the 30 series comes out so i can start rendering render jobs on my main computers because i'll make i'll make you know and it doesn't seem like much but i'll make like you know 20 i could make 20 bucks a day on this one computer yeah but you know mining bitcoin and stuff i'd make 10 Mm. you know it's way more profitable and you're actually you're not like you're rendering people's jobs you know it, it's not like you're just trying to find numbers you know or yeah. whatever yeah you know? let's talk about that vram thing actually mm. since we're in this segment okay 
So, you know, we um, were we have been mining and stuff like that on our on our computers, our 30 series. And a big cool. problem has shown up that the the VRAM placement for the 3090 Founders Editions, they're in a weird place and they're not cooled very well. So if you start mm-hmm. mining with them, if you mine them and just set it on high, like you're going to get a really good return rate. It's like 30 or 40 dollars a day right now. But mm-hmm. you're gonna kill the cards so fast because those the 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 VRAM in the little chips they'll get up to like 110 degrees Celsius. 110. Yeah. And, oh yeah, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Which mean, is ridiculous. Bad with like the 1080s. Like yeah. yeah. So like you've got to basically nerf your cards. You know, bring down the power voltage to like 50 yeah. percent or something in order to be able to keep your uh, your VRAM under 90 degrees Celsius, you know? And yeah. so it it kills your hash rate, which means you only end up making, like I'll make the same amount on the on, on my main machine with my two 3090s as I will on my, you know, yeah. on my, your, 20, my 220 series 2080s. cards. Yeah, yeah my 2070 <laughs> yeah. supers. Mm-hmm. It's like, but then renders here, and I make more money now, rendering people's jobs than i do actually bitcoin mining on my main machine you know it's uh you can hold on to that you could use it you could cash it out yeah that's that's the great thing about it too it's like uh, okay so i've got you know they they just randomly deposit money once the gas prices are low the actual gas not like you know petrol gas but like ethereum gas i thought they were joking when when they told me they're like oh yeah we transfer it whenever the gas prices are low i go ah that's funny no really when do you do that and they're like no gas there's there's gas prices I think this is what they <laughs> yeah. call it. so um you know you'll get money in your metamask wallet and stuff like that and it's cool because you can transfer that over to render so that you can render your own jobs and stuff like that it's it's mm. uh it's pretty cool it's very cool and we do have to i, I need to put this in the notes but we have to talk about what uh, jules posted about getting greener yeah this morning yeah, yeah. what is well uh, what did he say exactly so i think i know there's 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 a big talk about you know how much i mean you can't talk about crypto art or anything on twitter without someone coming at you saying well what about the environment you know and right. yeah of course that makes sense you know uh the 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 good thing about the crypto art is that it's built on the ethereum blockchain versus like bitcoin bitcoin is just it's bad for the environment no matter what and i don't yeah, think they're I, ever going to change that problems with it yeah, yeah yeah you know but when it comes to ethereum they've got different things that they can deploy in order to make it more environmentally safe or you know friendly so that it takes up less resources and i think that's what uh uh render uh, and Jules and them were talking about on uh, Twitter is that they were looking into switching over or in the process of switching over to it's like a Ethereum 2.0. Don't quote me on this. I can't. Re- I don't. I don't have the thing right in front of me. Yeah, we'll, we'll you know put it in the show notes. So people could check it. But out. Uh, it's it's uh, a yeah. it's it's pretty cool. Let me see if I can find I can find the tweet. It says to reduce the carbon footprint and better manage render transaction costs, we move to a new payment system. The development of multiple uh, Ether layer two solutions for render has already entered the testing stage. The future is scaling low cost, low energy payments on Ethereum. So that's that's what they want to get to, you know, and I think, you know, and that's the good thing about crypto art as well. (laughs) You know, they're not being associated with bitcoin they're being associated with ethereum so while yes there are 
you know, it's it's there are a lot of environmental impacts that, uh, uh, you know, crypto art and stuff has. It's going to change because they're going to get onto this new Ethereum. Uh, uh, it's going to get power. better. There's going to be yeah, carbon absolutely. offsets, all of that. But yeah. the thing about it is it's not the art that is causing the – I mean the, the coins are going to be minted no matter what. Yeah. You know, it's about how they're being minted. Like you're minting – you're doing your crypto on your power and your power is off My of power energy. is 100% renewable, yeah. You know, but mm-hmm. I mean, yes, they do have mm-hmm. to go around to thousands of computers across the world and stuff like that, which – I get it. You know, some of these are on coal. Some of them are on natural gas. You know, some of yeah. them are on nuclear. Some of them are on, you know, whatever. Uh, you can't if, control if you're, it. Yeah. If you're very worried about it, um, here's something that I looked up. Um, you can actually buy, uh, uh, what is it, renewable energy credits. So if you want to make sure that the energy that you're using, you know, to either do your crypto art or whatever, or if you're even worried about it, uh, if you just want to purchase more to make it more, you know, whatever, you can actually go online and purchase renewable energy credits to help offset the cost that you know that you're spending on that, which, yeah, you know, I would recommend everyone do. Yeah. So we'll get cool. back into that. Yeah. <laughs> more of this in the crypto segment. But uh, all right, Anthony, let's talk about you. We're going to start from the beginning, kind of roll it back. And True. and I want to know how you got into this because honestly, you know, we've met in person and things and yeah. chatted and whatnot. And Camograph, really baby, Camp Mograph. Much. You yeah. caused a lot yeah. of stress on me that that last week before Camp Mograph. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Like, yeah. Where do I go? What do I do? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. guys ended up picking me up from the airport. And well, we picked up everyone, <laughs> like a lost you know, soul. Yeah. and that uh, yeah, yeah. It was like <laughs> I wasn't sure. Like I couldn't get a hold of you, or so I can't remember what happened. But oh, I was man. very stressed out for that first pickup. <laughs> man, it was great. Yeah. No, yeah. I, you know, I think that's one thing I loved about Camp Mograph so much was that. Um, you know, you, you do your NABs and your SIGGRAPHs and you're like hanging out and like you, there's all this surface level stuff that, you know, you yeah. might do the, the pinball machine a night or something. But, um, the, the, after, after a few hours, it gets old and like, yeah. can't, like you got to really have some great conversations with people and, um, get to know where they came from and why they're, they're doing all this. And, and yeah. I, I just loved how much, like you really see so much of your, your personality, the quirks of like why we're all doing this in so many other people and like different flavors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it was great, man. We should talk about that. Um, but like, you know, how I got started was um, I, I, I tell people like I always grew up making movies, like recreating GoldenEye with like, you yeah. know, your camcorders <laughs> or something yeah. mm-hmm. and like blowing things up. And I like, I hope to say I'm still like, doing the same thing i have like the same goal i just want to create cool stuff yeah and uh Mm -hmm. i originally started off in um advertising like professionally uh i thought you know what's a way that i could have like music because i love music i play guitar and piano and sing Mm -hmm. i have a cover band um i love art drawing all that stuff um yeah music art drawing like like what's what's the best way to combine all that and i thought advertising was the route and yeah. i found very quickly that advertising's more about the performance of these ideas you mm-hmm. know that you okay. come up with and you don't actually get to really curate and create and it's kind of you come up with these these beautiful little like idea child babies and you have to kind of give those away and let other people make those yeah and so yeah. i decided very early on um 
to get into the animation and and mm-hmm. the After Effects stuff, the Andrew Kramer stuff. Yeah. So oh eight oh nine ish, I was doing that on the side, um, and I started freelancing in oh nine while I was still in school, um, and from there, uh, yeah, one thing led to the next, and by the time I was graduating from advertising, I literally. Um, quit school like two months before graduating and went down to LA. Um, Cake Studios uh, picked me up. Um, I had done a broadcast package at the local news station that I was working at. Um, And doing that broadcast design while doing school was like a great, like I was, I was learning advertising and doing advertising Mm -hmm. at school, but at my job, I was doing broadcast design. Um, and Cake Studio saw my work, and I ended up going down there for a bit and got to see how they did a lot of the large-scale production stuff for broadcast packages and things. Um, so we did a package for BYU TV, uh, cool. which was a, a network in the, the Mountain West, mm-hmm. um, and then a little bit for the, the Fox Sports package. And for me, that was, like, huge training. Like, that was mm-hmm. that's where I really learned how to get things going. Um but yeah, I've bounced around. I, I went from L.A. back to um, school in Utah and finished things up. I've mm-hmm. worked in New York. Uh, I did a lot of high fashion type stuff out there like Clinique, Estee Lauder. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that really clean stuff like L.A. and broadcast designs, very like robots and very like very masculine and very high energy. Mm-hmm. And New York was like a great great chance to like learn what what aesthetics and and uh beauty and minimalism and just all that very designerly side Mm -hmm. of of things um really really thrives um so stayed in new york for a little bit and then i've been out in california ever since uh i was in new york for like a year and a half or so um and the last six to eight years have been out in uh san francisco freelancing Cool. And the last four years, I've been over at Swordfish. Um, so a lot of big tech type stuff out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I freelancing around to different shops in the city here. I just ended up falling in love with Swordfish and the people, and it was it was my favorite flavor. Yeah. Um, so I ended up just you know uh, growing roots over here. So we're That's all cool. working from home still, and yeah. It's, how's it's how's the how you're so you're in San Francisco, <clears throat> right? Yeah, um, I'm. I'm in the East Bay, but yeah, we're in we're in San Francisco. How's, how's the scene there right now? Like, yeah, like because I <laughs> property I can only... the rental the rental prices must have finally gone down, right? For <laughs> you today. would hope, it's, right? <laughs> it's it's actually pretty wild. Um, I can't say you know in the past window of like this past six to eight months. I mean, even I really haven't been back to the city since I did the. Um, we did the the presentation last year with you guys for the the mm-hmm. Maxon we uh, swordfish mm-hmm. I presented for the the Talos project. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had gone back to the city um, and hadn't been there for months. Man, um, at that point, and that was in May or something. <laughs> so it's been since May of last year. Yeah. Um, so when I was in the city, though. Um, it, it was very grim. We were having a lot of protests and things as well outside yeah. of the COVID stuff. Um, a lot of things just boarded up, um, just empty mm. streets. Uh, we're right near Chinatown. Yeah. Um, and so Chinatown from instead of like everything on the street and, you know, crazy ton of people is just 
graffiti and, and wood boards and just, wow. you could, could hear a pin drop. Um, wow. my brother does a lot of skateboarding and things. And he was out there a couple months ago, uh, up to Fisherman's Wharf, you know, like along mm-hmm. the side there near Quake mm-hmm. Tower. And, yeah. um, yeah. just right in the middle of the day of four or five in the afternoon and just, just really no one. Um, wow. So yeah, it's it's pretty pretty wild. <clears throat> That's absolutely insane, and it just goes to I I don't know I don't know what it goes to show, but like you know the fact that like a a, a a big city like that can just be taken down, you know, basically by something like this. It's that's absolutely crazy. Wild times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I'm curious. Like, do you think? <clears throat> You know, with everything boarded up and shut down, do you think every th- things things are going to get back up and running? Like, or is this was this too hard of a hit for San Francisco? You know what I'm saying? You know what? I want to say I have the best opinion on that because I think I'm a little outdated. The post-apocalyptic shock of uh-huh. of what I see San Francisco as right now um, being so just dead. Uh, I, I don't have I don't have a lot of hope. I of course things are going to get back to a normal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think there's been a gut punch, you know, to to a lot of the 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 normal traffic in the the typical like like I'm wondering about where I go for lunch. You know, I don't think those people right. are there anymore. Right. Um, right. Right. I don't right. know how to encapsulate or articulate what's going on currently. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty shocking for me. Um, to go there a, a few times post, you know, the, the mm-hmm. initial yeah. March of last year. Yeah. Uh, but things will come back to a certain sense of normal, but yeah, it's yeah. pretty brutal. I'm wondering Hopefully how the, the rent doesn't though. Yeah. Hopefully the rent yeah. doesn't go back to normal. I'm, I'm, I'm curious about yeah. that too, because like, I mean, there's so many, you keep on, it's like every week you hear about a new big tech company. That's like, okay, we're just going to allow people to work from home from now on. You know, yeah. if they want, yeah, even after when, all, yeah, even after it's all over, we're going to let people work from home if they choose to. You know, it's like mm-hmm. okay, so a lot of people just don't <clears> have to be, book. yeah, don't have to be in you know San Francisco. They could go be in North Dakota, Anywhere. you know, if Iceland. they want. Yeah. <laughs> Iceland, yeah. right? Your hours are probably really weird if it's in Iceland, but yeah. yeah. It's all right. Sun's up most of the time. I was going to say, you know, you know, not having an hour commute or hour plus commute there and back. I mean, the silver linings for being able to work at home, like we were able to transition like overnight (laughs) before even any of the lockdowns. I was working from home and um, yeah, it, it was very smooth and. Having those two hours extra, I mean, in your life, I like, I will run sometimes at lunch, yoga, mm-hmm. like on, on the average, on the norm. Um, and, you know, there's, it's a roller coaster of emotions of, you know, like what's going on. But I think the ability to be able to spend some time and invest in yourself on some of just like the human level things mm-hmm. is, that's been wonderful. Um, yeah, and not so have to do that like for only that. at night. <clears throat> yeah. Because what yes. happened before yeah. COVID <clears throat> is like you would just, run yourself into the ground Dude. until six o'clock at night. And then you're like, I don't want to do anything yeah. else. <laughs> yep. You know? Absolutely. I, I felt like I was on, on like Hawaii time. Cause yeah. I would get yeah. to the city. I would leave my house at like six, five thirty six. I'd get to the city and, and work out for an hour or two. And you know, like, 
like hour, hour and a half, and then have like maybe a half hour breakfast or something and get to work by nine, 10 ish. So by the time it was like starting work, it felt like noon because I'd been yeah. up for three, four hours. You yeah. Know? yeah. 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 And I don't know if that's great because then you go to bed early to do that. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. So there's some, there's some, some really wonderful silver linings for the current setup, you know, over at Swordfish. Um, and, and during all the craziness of, of last year, we also had like the, the floor above us flooded and oh, like the ceiling gosh, started coming down oh, no. and like all the, we were like rendering these huge projects and like trying to figure out which computers, you know, were, you know, ruined, which mo- we only, yeah. luckily we only oh, had a gosh. few computers, but it was like a lot of things got, um, got wet, wet. and <laughs> yeah, pretty wild. Um, Man, that's sucks. crazy. Pretty wild. Yeah. I, was, I really I was, love though going to run at two or three in the afternoon. Yeah, come back, shower, regroup, reset, and then sit back down. Yeah, yeah. so great. Feels yeah. so good. Yeah, look, you get to I'm listen to your to body a time a when my more. kids are a little bit older and I can do that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. What are you saying? What were you saying, Anthony? Anthony? Is that you can reset? Oh yeah, you you can reset. Yeah. It's and 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 just listening to a little bit more of your 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 rhythms, your your body, and, mm-hmm. and what you need is um, it's pretty pretty yeah. important. And if you want to work a little late and get ahead, and then you know like sleep in slightly, or you know like yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. Yeah. Th- there's some things where you can get some some stuff done and um, still have time to be you know a human being. Yeah. yeah, I work late and then I sleep in just a little bit and it helps and then. <clears throat> Having that reset button, it's so great because you can go out, even, even, you know, sometimes you have a not great day, you mm-hmm. know, you wake up to like maybe a fire, you got to put out an email and then yeah. something happens and, or you have a crash, something's crashing constantly or something. And you're like, oh my gosh, like yeah. everything sucks today, but you can, instead of having to just push <clears throat> through that, you can stop, you can go run, you can go think about how you want to approach the rest of your day. And some people might use do that like exercise or some people might do other things. Nick Campbell likes to say, you know, he likes to go stop and do the dishes or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. go in the backyard or whatever it is. Um, it really seems to help you hit the reset button. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. How's the, how's the trend? Like, how was the transition from uh, working there to working remote? Like, um did they get you all set? Like, is it, I, I'm curious oh, about like hardware like, wise. Yeah. Hardware wise. Yeah. And like, you know, working with a team, especially creative teams. Sometimes <clears throat> it's hard to like, you know, come across on Skype and zoom and stuff like that, you know, get your ideas together. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm Especially I'm, in those big meetings with like 50 people. Yeah. It's or so hard you're even working with a lot of like, you know, big tech clients or something like that. How do you, keep projects safe and you know are you rendering locally are you rendering farms do you are you rendering only there you know i'm curious about yeah, that yeah okay so well the the transition looks a little bit like this we all have a um a remote desktop set up and i think mm-hmm. a lot of people do this like team viewer um mm-hmm. apple remote desktop um we a lot of us use mac and pc Mm-hmm. And um, for me, Team Viewer works great on both. We pipe into the studio. Um, mm-hmm. We have all of our render farm there. Everything's rendered there, encapsulated. Cool. Nothing's like you know, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. loose ends. We're not doing stuff on our desktop and like yeah. uploading to Dropbox <laughs> or something. 
Um, so lightning fast internet for everyone. We got a huge farm that's still cranking. Everything's local. There's no up and down. Um, there's been a lot of uh, scripts and things. Uh, one of our guys, I mean, Swordfish does motion and animation and production, all that stuff. We also do like we create software and things. So mm-hmm. we have all sorts of proprietary After Effects like plugins and things that have enabled us to have a lot of automated projects set up, uh, naming oh, nice. and convention, all that cool. stuff when we create things. So as far as like the hustle and bustle of sitting with your producer and setting things up right, it's kind of, it's very slick. Um, mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. The guy that does it, it's like Brendan, he's, he actually made um, the extractor plugin that you use. Oh, like cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. For like yeah, yeah. EXRs and things. And yeah. Um, He's a real cool guy, but um, yeah, we, we've got a great little pipeline as far as render farms, as far as like proprietary scripts that keeps all our projects super slick. Um, mm-hmm. And for the most part, things are, have, you know, the transition was super fast because we already had a lot of that working for us before. That's cool. That's cool. <clears throat> I'm guessing it, you would do like a lot of EXRs and things then. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> are y'all working in ACEs? Man, you know what? You gotta ask that. I've been curious. curious. I've had one project where I had to deal with that. And um, I remember the funny thing of that was, uh, well, I was reverse engineering a project that was already in that that space. And I noticed all the lighting was super hot. Like, in order to view even the render image, I needed to have the Aces LUT on there. Mm -hmm. Um, But really interesting, really curious. I need to know more. Um, we yeah. render everything like EXR 16 bit float. Um, we don't need the, no one, need, no one really needs the 32 because yeah. if you're in 32 bit after effects, which is true float mm-hmm. and you have a 16 bit EXR, you're fine. You know, yeah. If, you, yeah. if you, if you have horrific renders and need 32 bit to crunch it that much, then yeah. render 32 bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, I did but one aces, project. I don't know. Do you guys do aces? I did one. We, we've done one <laughs> project did. in yeah. aces. Yeah. And I, what do you I, think? I was really, I was really concerned that it was going to be very difficult, but yeah. I actually enjoyed it a lot. Mm. Um, see, so what we were doing was we were in a big rush to work on a project and get it all done. And so they were giving me log footage. You know, they gave me basically a log edit. And so I had to make it look the same as theirs, you know. So I Mm. did everything in Aces and then did my entire edit, did all my my compositing and stuff like that. And then when I turned off the, you know, put it back into log, it looked just like it had been shot, which was fantastic. So I was able to export that and then give them, and then their colorist was able to go in and and make changes all they wanted. It was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool project. Did you give it sans LUT to your colorist and the colors replaced the LUT back on or did you? Um, I just gave, I gave it to them in, you know, whatever the log that, uh, uh, that they had given it to me. I exported it back out as that log. And then they took it from there and they colored it. There it's cool. Go. I like I now if you were to ask me to set it up again, I don't think I could. I would need to go back to the YouTube that I initially did, you know, yeah. but it was a, it yeah. was surprisingly an easy process, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You'll you'll have to have like a lot of uh, storage capability for all of that. That's got to be a nightmare. 
doing that that much with yeah, just EXR all the time. Yeah, we, 16 we, bit. We're that's like, not too bad. Uh, PNG, PNG, 16 bit, mine, yeah. maybe yeah, even 8 yeah. bit if we're lazy. Yeah. I think you're like, from what I understand, and I'm probably wrong, <laughs> the 16 bit EXR and a 16 uh-huh. bit PNG. If they're single are, layer, are relatively close. You're, aren't they? you're looking yeah. at the same thing, but if you like to do all the multi-layer and all the cool yeah. deep yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. else you can shove in there and Cryptomat, have a 400 yeah. megabyte yeah. frame, then yeah. you know, yeah. EXR can can get pretty fat. Yeah. yeah, I only render out EXR like the Octane EXR with Cryptomat layers and stuff. I don't ever. Yeah. I try and get things as close. I try and get things as close as po- as possible in. Uh, in cinema, you know, and then yeah. I know if I need to like do like some color correction or something like that, I won't mess with it in in cinema. I'll just do the 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 cryptomat layers, and I'll just do it all in post. You know, yeah. I'm I'm yeah. such an yeah. I'm such a uh, I'm so reliant on After Effects for a lot of my mistakes <laughs> that I make in cinema. You know, yeah. on purpose. I mean, we're not doing like <laughs> we're not doing like giant spots for like nah. you know. Dell or something on TV or something mm-hmm. ridiculous. It, yeah. These are things yeah. that are going to YouTube for yeah, you know somebody, yeah. and they're they're not going to. You're never going to see that difference anyway. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. a lot of simple stuff. And but um, I mean, and I'll, as as much as you can say, of course, uh, what kind of projects are you working on? Yeah. in general. In general, um, yeah. we we have a whole. I mean, we have a couple of. Um, we do we do a lot of big tech type stuff, um, mm-hmm. and uh, we we have quite a bit going with that. And and a lot of what we do actually is NDA. So it's like trying to pick apart like what we what we can chat about. Yeah. Um, some of the really cool things, and I mentioned this last year in my presentation. We did the um, the uh, which I'm gonna call it. Um, Oh, it's yeah. I'm spacing. We did the <laughs> Facebook, uh, one of the Oculus uh, conference opener uh, cool. type things where y- mm. we uh, showcased the Oculus uh, render. Um, some of the GoPro releases uh, we've done in in the past one or two That's years, cool. uh, which have been really cool. Um, App Dynamics was a really interesting like big data company. We did a conference mm-hmm. 8K conference opener, which we were really cool. proud of. Um, but that was, that was really cool. We ended up getting this Italian sound designer that just did an excellent job at like composing a whole track just based off of what we created. That's cool. Um, so that was app D recently we did, um, this, they had this really cool, uh, it's called Sensel. It's the sensing technology that they're developing, um, which we did a release video for their kind of like showcasing their technology, um, so that's on our website on, on swordfish, uh, mm-hmm. Um, so that was a, a really interesting, uh, piece where we got to do a lot of, a lot of visual metaphors, uh, that we mm-hmm. came up with. So, uh, to, to showcase how this touchpad technology, um, you know, works and, and what's it really, you know, getting from your, your use cases on it. So, um, yeah, we, we do a lot of fun stuff. I mean, recently we helped out with Joji. Um, you guys talked about that uh, a couple weeks ago, the Joji music video. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have an amazing Houdini artist, Dan, who had done a lot of, uh, say, a handful of shots um, for that. Uh, so that was like a music video, which is, you know, totally different. 
Last year, we did the Talos, which was a really interesting um, kind of, hey, what we have downtime, you know, in between some of our big retainer projects. So mm-hmm. we did a whole short for that. Um, and that was that was a really interesting piece that we all were super proud of. Um, and we got to talk about that last year. Um, we do a little bit of stop motion as well. And we have cool. quite a few. Really? Yeah. Uh, we have quite a few animators like X ILM Disney style like character people that do their thing. I feel like character animation is kind of like playing the violin. It's like they just it is yeah they like <laughs> specialize in that area uh-huh. yeah um, yeah and then it's tough it's tough man you got you got to just you got to know all this stuff. I mean it, like our our intern. Back in the day, well, yeah. he's still around, but he doesn't show up in person because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, Pickle Nick, uh, he has an acting background that helps him a little bit when it comes to character yeah. animation. Oh, fun! Yeah, you know? he's he, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. His, his his degree from college is in acting. You know, so he kind of he understands movements and stuff like that. So it's it's really neat seeing him uh, seeing him animate characters. Because, you know, me, I'll just be like, all right, he's in, he's here, blah, blah, blah. But he'll <laughs> yeah, actually yeah. make it look like an actual person's moving. He'll let it yes. breathe. <laughs> it's unbelievable yeah. to see some of, like, the iterations of, like, one or two rounds of some mm-hmm. of these character animators. Um, one, I'm thinking of Jen Jen and Scott. Like, you just give them, like, three hours and, like, hey, I need this, like, five, ten seconds worth of, like, animation. And mm-hmm. to see a rough of theirs it just blows your mind they're yeah. just they work on a level and in intuition that is sound yeah like you just yeah. it's right from the beginning and just yeah. get smoother you know um whereas i do something and it's like yeah ease in floating <laughs> yeah. bodies yeah. you know like <laughs> it, it's wrong from the beginning and eventually yeah. gets right you know yeah theirs is right from the beginning that's um, cool i do a lot of multiple passes <laughs> like and i i do everything kind of piece by piece it's like mm. first i'm going to animate the right hand then i'm going to animate the left hand then i'm going to do the eyes then i'm going to do the blinking you know and i'll go through the entire piece and do that i don't know yeah. if that's how everybody else does it but then i'll go through again when i'm done and start doing the refinements you know? sure i kind of mm-hmm. got like the rough keyframes on everything and then just going in and, and fine-tuning and i don't know i feel like i'm okay at it but yeah. i still don't like it yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't done a ton of it. I, I feel like for me, it's a little bit, little bit more time consuming. You know, because mm-hmm. y- you're right. You know, doing character stuff is like you know playing the violin. It's like you just you understand. Uh, it, uh, you know, like a lot of the stuff that uh, EJ was talking about. You know, the way motion moves and stuff like that. When during his talk at Camp Mograph, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's like the the squash and stretch and stuff like that and like at what keyframe things should be doing this like that's ingrained in their brain the same way like you know diffuse and specular things are ingrained in our brains you know do making a material or something yeah totally mm-hmm. so but there's yeah there is there's a, a decent process of you know i think most things is you know the broad strokes and then refining you know um mm-hmm. And that seems to hold true when it comes to rendering or even, you know, character animation. It's just get the big things blocked in there, your composition or your main poses Mm -hmm. and and whittle down from there. Um, Yeah. 
Yeah, I do a lot of blocking and camera moves and wireframes and then bring yeah. all that into After Effects and really just kind of set up a framework usually. And then, like you said, just kind of go back for another round, go back for another round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, very yeah. nonlinear in that aspect. But. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys do any Duick uh, in After Effects? Or what, what I, your character has, I, I have played around with it, but yeah. I don't do... If I was going to do, and this sounds stupid probably, but if I was going to do some 2D animation, I, I may just do it in cinema, you know? That does, that's mm. not stupid. I mean, what, isn't South bad. Park all done in Maya? Yeah. I, yeah, South Park is done in Maya. But it's like, I did a, I did a, like a tutorial a long time ago on like actually rigging up like a 2D character in cinema. I can't remember mm-hmm. how to do it, of course. You know? Yeah. Joke's yeah. on you! Right. I don't have a middle name. Right. I remember that one. <laughs> so, like, I, I feel like <laughs> if I was going to do that, I would probably just do it in cinema. You know? Unless it was... Yeah. If it was, like, a really drawn out and they just needed to be at, like, the side angle, you know, doing this yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But if it's, like, they're moving all around and stuff like that, no, I I would probably do that with, like... Flat shading and... Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, just flat shading and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't totally. Hasn't Pratt style. Right, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, what I it, need to put in the show notes, too, your, your, um, your presentation from from Maxon uh, yeah. that you did. When was that? Oh, when yeah. Was... That was wild. So that's me going back into the city after being, you know, home for a couple months. Because um, this was going to be like NAB or the Roadshow or whatever. Yeah. And, um, yeah, this this was great. This was presenting on, uh, you know, what Swordfish, some capabilities and things, and then mainly our uh, Talos project, um, mm-hmm. which is that sci-fi type, you know, project yeah. we all kind really of pretty ended up creating um, yeah yeah we'll, was, we'll put all this in the show notes too so everybody can check it that out. was a total you get blast into like <clears throat> substance and everything right man like yeah in, in this like look at that getting all greebly and everything <laughs> that was a deep dive into into textures and making textures do all the work and modeling and things instead of mm-hmm. doing it by hand that was that was a lot of fun um Love yeah we're, we're super Ooh, proud pretty. of that Display, um, displacement. What are you? Lifesaver. What are you mainly working in? Like, uh, I see cinema here. Uh, Redshift, Octane, uh, uh, Arnold. Yeah. Well, um, so here you're seeing substance. Um, mm-hmm. I I've been diving a lot into several different uh, modeling and texturing type packages. I've fallen in love with Moe. Over the last Moe. couple of years, okay, um, moment of inspiration, M O I. Okay, um, so right. I do a lot of think of Moe as like um, Illustrator, but for three D. Okay, so it's CAD modeling, but artist friendly. You make a shape and you can bool the shit out of it over and over and over. No, uh, no worries about edge flow or anything like that. Nice. Um, That's so what I like been, to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been doing a lot of uh, Moe. A lot of ZBrush, um, definitely. Always, cinema is my hub. Cinema is like where uh-huh. it all comes together. You know, it's where right. all the magic happens. Um, but I got super into uh, Substance for a while. I'm very much into Quixel right now. Quixel's mm-hmm. amazing. Oh yeah, Quixel's God, oh, yeah. so great. Um, 
So great. So with Talos, that was very much um, JS placement, um, substance, uh, cinema. I actually mm-hmm. did my shots in Octane. Um, cool. And, I mean, I, I love Redshift and I love Octane. I They've got their pros and their cons. Um, yeah. I definitely from my shots with the displacement and the, the amount of displacement I was doing, I felt like I leaned into the, the octane has a really good strength of like textural displacement Yeah, yeah. where, where I feel like redshift, you have to crank up the, it's more of a vertice actual yeah. ge- geometric displacement. So you have to crank up the details really high and I could be doing this wrong, but from my tests, it seemed like, you know, uh, I already had something good going on in Octane, and it was working really nice with high fidelity mm-hmm. uh, for that the very complex displacement. And I I just stuck with that, um, and I really liked how it played with um, back and forth between substance. It was a good marriage. Yeah. But I've also done stuff in Redshift that I I I'm absolutely in love with, and, and there's certain controls in Redshift that you know you have to kind of say goodbye to with um, Octane. So yeah, you know yeah. <clears throat> I yeah. could I could get in a, a conversation about renders and, and render <laughs> engines and, and the displacement out all is just, day. Yeah, the, the displacement, displacement is beautiful in in Octane. It's just so easy to use and so yeah. so gorgeous. And but yeah, there are strengths to both. And yeah. As far as the company goes, how do you manage? How do you even decide what you're going to use when you're working on a project? Is it just are, well, are people? in the same basically have the same mindset as you when it comes to that kind of stuff or do they say no you've got to use this one thing i love about swordfish is on and and this is what i do miss it's hard to recreate this in 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 these settings or on zoom or whatever but like Mm -hmm. getting in good arguments about render (laughs) engines Mm. and like Uh geeking out about like why you know and we love to create beautiful final images and it's important to know what's working and what's not and, and why someone likes this or that. For the most part, I would say we are very much – Swordfish is like very much a fan of Redshift and mm-hmm. I think for good reason because I think Swordfish encapsulates the uh, – I remember like Grayscale Gorilla explaining it as kind of like the Range Rover. It's kind of the midsize mm-hmm. SUV that – um, metaphorically can go on any terrain uh-huh. and it's, it's a little yeah. clunkier compared to octane octane slick and mm-hmm. it's fast and it's good for only like a to Z on like realism. And you know, it's yeah. gorgeous final renders. So for the most part, I'd say we do like three quarters of our renders redshift, if not more. And for choice projects where like, we really want to lean into the beauty, um, mm-hmm. the bokeh, the, you know, um, the realism, uh, we've done case studies where literally we're just trying to go for realism, and it's like leaning into Octane for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so we render Octane is a both. Tesla, right? Octane is a Tesla. It gets your point A to point B, but An sometimes IndyCar. you have to go get a. Oh, oh okay. An IndyCar. Oh, that's good too. Yeah. An IndyCar because I would say Tesla's a pretty. That that's dependable. The IndyCar is like <laughs> you can fly off the track and blow up and crash. Yeah, a lot more often. Yeah, but you get to your your finish line really fast, and it's usually beautiful and a great ride. That's actually like really that. good. I like that. Yeah, it, yeah it crashes more often, but it's yes, it's like the fastest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes sense. no. That's funny. Uh, I I mean everything crashes. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, honestly, redshift crashes. Yes. Yeah. You and know, pops. I, and and cinema crashes, but usually it's because 
your render engine's crashing when that happens. Yeah. But yeah. I, you know, honestly, cinema is still pretty dang stable in my opinion, compared to a lot of pieces of software. Yeah. You know, if you, if you really subtract is. the octane crashes and the redshift crashes that I've had. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, are you guys mainly Redshift? I remember Dave when we were talking at um, Camp Mograph, you were super fan of the Redshift party at Me? that point. Yeah, no, no maybe, that was maybe Arnold. No, no, that was that's Matt. We're, yeah, Matt we're ba- was, Matt's we're, super. We're basically yeah. Octane. I basically I, Octane. I, okay. I have used, I've used Redshift once or twice since <laughs> I renewed it in November. Yeah. You he went off on the Redshift train for I a did. while, and yeah. I just didn't have the The thing is like i i was i was gonna go full redshift and then i jumped back to octane because anytime dave and i share a project you know dave's more comfortable in octane and i'm fine with it you know and then these past few projects it's like oh okay there's you know with the the whole uh uh light exclusions and stuff like that it's like all right yeah light light and and now that we've got 3090s (laughs) you know and and yeah. pixel plow you can now do octane renders and you got the render network and stuff it's like yeah pixel all right. plow need to remember I don't, that i don't need to i don't need to, I, I don't need to go to redshift anymore but every once yeah. in a while you can't run the race car you need to go rent a ford super duty and right. you know haul some materials back and forth right yeah like you do <clears throat> the dependability of redshift is is cannot be understated from a studio level Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. On an artist and a user yeah. design level and a hey, I have a node graph. Yeah. I I drop a texture in, it gives me a preview of it. I can zoom into that. I can connect it to the next node, see what that node does. I'm not doing Redshift I always I have mm-hmm. a hot key where I can pop my latest node, you know, yeah. to the to the surface output and, and and make changes based off of the the live render. Mm-hmm. But like in Octane, it's like I can already see how my noise is crunched right here, like right, yeah. right in front of my face, full you know screen, or I zoom out, and so there's things like that that I only bring up because I love both of them and I want them both to be like nipping at their heels, you know, like they. Yep. That's the one clunkiness of Redshift that I want to see improved is is being able to have our and they may have already done this. Um, uh, to a certain extent, but the the in node, the UI, the actual experience mm-hmm. um, getting elevated, so we can have a little bit more feedback. Uh, if we drop a texture in, I want to see it. I don't want to only see espresso, you know, yeah. or ex- yeah. espresso. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the the <clears throat> octane stuff has been relatively stable from what I hear in the newest version. I haven't yeah. used it yet because I didn't want to yeah. update everything, but. Everybody's really saying the the newest octane is very buttery, mm-hmm. yeah, speedy, yeah, you know? and the denoising but, in octane is incredible. It yeah. take that's key. It is, yeah. I, you I no really longer have like to it. wait. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people are. A lot of people really don't talk about their denoising that much, but no, there's some stuff that you can do and then kind of pull back mix the it. denoise and mix yeah. it, and then yeah. you can render that beauty pass. Man, you could get some great looking stuff in minutes. Yes, you know. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't like denoising. I don't like denoising as it is. I've, I, I've, I just feel it muddies up muddies up your image. I, just I would and, agree with you, Matt. I try but, and throw more samples at it, or but, you know. But yeah, I'm gonna cut you off because yeah. <laughs> you use Octane and yeah. you have the choice. You're like, I don't like it. 
then use 10% of it. You don't even know. You don't even know, but it's like that much butterier. You still get your grainy, beautiful. Like Mm -hmm. you can decide, you know, and that's what I love. Yeah. Um, And the only thing that's been locking up more recently on me with Octane, not more recently, sorry. It's uh, It's not locking up more. It locks up just as much as it used to is motion blur. Motion yeah. blur just crashy, crash, crashes my system yeah. all the mm-hmm. time. And I don't yeah. know if it's because of how it calculates it or what the difference is, but you have to just kind of – if you're an Octane user, you know that there's some things you have to be have kid gloves with. you got to mm-hmm. tiptoe yep. around certain things. Do not be in the middle of a scene with your viewer open live – and hit mm-hmm. and turn on motion blur. You're going to have a bad time. Yeah. Do not have motion blur on with your live viewer on and try and skip to another frame on your yeah. timeline. You're going <laughs> to have a bad time. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem that I have. I'm like I really want them to figure that out. Yeah. Because I have just given up because sometimes you have motion blur problems that you're trying to fix because you want to have motion blur on certain items and you've got to put an octane tag on it. You've got to change it to, you know, it's it's what is it called Tr- uh transfer vertex whatever that is you know mm-hmm. and guids or whatever it says on it you know you got to yeah. turn those check boxes on because something isn't blurring that you want to blur yeah. so then you turn that on and vertex then the whole thing just, blur. yeah yeah crash just cuz you turned it on and yeah. i <laughs> i don't know am i doing something wrong or is this just still kind of a a thing because it's so motion blur in octane is so freaking gorgeous yeah right? it Boca is and motion beautiful yeah it's the primary race octane has great yeah. primary rays that's your motion blurs that's your bokas that's your it's like that's that's where it really shines um mm-hmm. and that's that's the the non-biased like what is boca unhinged no yeah. cheats no yeah. cheats yeah and what's motion blur? No cheats for the most part. You know, like these are GPU renders, so bullshit can't really talk too much about. Like, I mean, it's probably get into to like more V-Ray or Arnold or something, and and you get better. You know, outside of the the GPU cheats, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I think the biased renderers have better primary rays, and that's what gives you your gorgeous bokeh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't want to use RSMB. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I have to. Sometimes yeah. I'm just like, there's too many bits and pieces to figure out to get my all my motion blur working just right. I'm not going to bother. Just throw a stock yeah. RSMB on your fine. The worst. That's the worst. <laughs> At least do a vector pass right. just like with regular render engine or with regular standards so that you can. I mean, can there's been so nice. many yeah. times where I've noticed that it just it looks the same with a vector plot. Uh, they look vector, the same. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Here's the problem I had where I couldn't use vectors. <laughs> I was doing a character animation, and uh, this is kind of a kind of a it's a 3D character, but he's very flat. It's for a local spot in Nashville, and he is he's not like full blown character like Matt's doing one that's like a mm-hmm. fish, and it's like full blown character. But yeah. mine is kind of a stick figure ish looking like bendy limbs character, mm-hmm. and I use that technique for the audio track with uh MoGraph of uh effector to where you can do the different stages of the mouth and have the oh. audio affect the mouth. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of went in and when I felt like it needed a certain vowel or something, I would just manually put it in. It made Post the mouth. Fat. Yeah, it was, it was great. The problem is 
those are separate objects. Those are considered separate objects. So when the mouth would go from closed to open, two separate objects, there's not going to be a motion blur on that. Mm, that's you know, right. when the mouth that's goes right. from closed to open, it's this object turns off and this object turns on. It doesn't mm-hmm. know that they're related. So you Ooh. have to go in and do something like RSMB if you want that to motion blur at yeah. all. Yeah. Or so. you could you could have a third object that is a, a third piece of geometry. Mm-hmm. And that third piece of geometry says, hey, take state A and then... And state A is all your motion, all your normal animations. And then your state B is, hey, reference that second piece of geometry and then morph to it. Um, Possibly. But but, yeah, that's where you get into like dialing and and seeing if like the vertex motion blur is actually working and... Oh, that's too much for me. get too old for this. (laughs) Uh, But I'll tell you what though, I do... um, a project last year um, that I super loved was Sensel, uh, or it's probably been a year and a half, two years now. But um, Redshift's um, their like their golds and their leads and they're like their um, some of their standard uh, settings for like the index of reflect refraction um, mm-hmm. or index of reflection, um, where you can dial it in and have the RGB all separate. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've loved some of the results I've gotten with that. Um, and is Red that Sh- what Blake Catherine uses? She uses Redshift for all like, like gold use, and yeah, she yeah. uses Redshift and that's why yeah. her stuff is so gorgeous because you can have, you can choose, Oh, I want, I want my gold to have like this color and then this index of reflect refraction, you know, and it's a mm-hmm. float number mm-hmm. and that's kind of like octane and octane does great, but Redshift, you can say, I want this index of refraction based off of this scientific table where there's like three numbers, right. one for R, G, and B. Yeah, yeah. And you when it starts that, to split those up. You can do that with up, metallics in, uh, uh, in Octane as well. Yeah. Can you do that now? Yeah. Um, oh, with the new metal mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. Or their universal yeah. shader, probably. Yeah, um, yeah. So th- that, but also the the thing that I love in Redshift is you can have a, like a let's say a, a a vibrant material or something or a vibrant texture. You can pipe it right into the surface and mm-hmm. say instead of being a material, I don't want any shading on this. I just want total vector, beautiful. Um, so let's say you have like a paint splatter or something and you want to mm-hmm. sp- sp- put that on paint, mm-hmm. but then you can have other super realistic stuff around it. So you can yeah. get these cool kind of like stylized controlled scenarios where it's like one is a surface shader, no shadows, no reflection surrounded by something, you know, pretty realistic. Yeah. And I think that duality is pretty That's one thing interesting. I wish we did that did. on Sensel. Like, yeah, Octane's Lu- luminant Octane, materials. you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It would it's be only nice. going to be realistic ish. Yeah, you can yeah. do an emission texture that doesn't emit any light, yeah. but or still you, can you do have to control tune, the, the, the dial. You can do the still. tune uh, yeah. kernel or whatever. Or th- yeah, but that's about it. If yeah. that yeah. anime render or whatever uh, uh, kernel <laughs> coming up, but yeah, I don't know. It'll be dope. It's very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, last question before we get to the drop here. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you, like, how do you feel? And and how you work as far as your personal reel and things when you do have to work with a lot of NDAs. We we do the same thing. It's like you know we worked on uh, Madden last year and we yeah. can't show it off. 
got chimneys and things. Can't put it on our reel or anything. So our reel's two years old with no new work on it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, right? I I wanted – so this was great. I'm I'm so happy to do, you know, another chat with you guys. Um, Doing my reel, this forced me to get my reel in order. Mm -hmm. And I was having kind of this existential, like, geez, I'm having to pull stuff from 2012 – yeah. And pop this in here. No one should have a reel as long as I do, but still, I'm like trying to shove some <laughs> stuff in there, and I'm realizing <laughs> the amount of things that I can show. You know, that's that's a challenge. I think a lot of artists go through, especially mm-hmm. in big tech. You know, like yeah. Um, so uh, luckily, I, I've had a I've had a great opportunity to have dipped into LA. Some of that stuff still holds up. I have something mm-hmm. from Cake. You know, from 2012. I have stuff from New York in there. Um, you know, I, it's very, it's, it's hard to be able to show and say, articulate, this is what I do. You know, I do a lot of, I've done a lot of like VFX soup, like on set with like, you know, tracking and getting the mirror balls and the Mm -hmm. thetas and lighting and stuff. And it's like, most of that stuff's for a product that's not going to come out like, like that that's NDA and it hasn't come out yet. And you're putting the product in there, Yeah, but you, you can't really show it. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's there's a lot of that 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 you deal with. I don't know how you guys. For me, it's it's meant this. I've had a reel that was public in 2012. Mm-hmm. I had a reel that was under the table where I could just show to certain people mm-hmm. if yeah, they needed, if they asked. Mm-hmm. But luckily, from freelancing, all of my work has been word of mouth. Yeah, and. Yeah. That's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, it's 2021, and I'm just now getting a reel again, and it's you know it's like a, a public reel, and that's yeah. almost 10 years. It's, you it's know, it's been a long time since I. I think it's 2016, <laughs> 2017 since I updated my reel. Yeah, you know, yeah. my own personal one. It's been a couple of years. I think it was 2019 when we up, upgraded our last reel. Yeah, you know. and people always ask us, like, do you have anything on your site you can show me that's, like, blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, maybe from, like, three years ago? Yeah. But you really just – we we tell clients, you tell us what type of stuff you want to see, yeah. and we'll send you some links. Yeah, you we'll know? send you some because links of work that we've done. It, yeah, and it's not only the fact that, like, the stuff could be is, – is old on the website. It's yeah. also yeah. the fact that, that there's – you do so many. Like, if you do – let's say 15 explainer videos, you're not going to put 15 explainer yeah. videos yeah. on your website. Yeah. yeah. So someone's like, do you do explainer videos even? You only have one on your website. Well, yeah, but we're not going to list them all. Yeah. We don't you want know, all the work we're getting to be explainer videos. Yeah. Explainer yeah. videos are for the meal <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Most, yeah. Unless you like doing that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We don't really like doing explainer videos. So you, you don't want to put that out there because then you're the explainer then, video people too. Then, yeah. then yeah, they're gonna be like, Man, you guys are so good at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have that problem too, and that's why I think when I've like yesterday and Friday I was like going through and trying to chum through my stuff and like for the sake of diversity, for the sake where's my head? <laughs> for the sake yeah. of diversity and for the sake of like articulating some of the skill sets I have, I have to pull from super out of date stuff and I might hate the render, but mm-hmm. it's like, I'm trying to show different stuff. Um, and just, you know, have, have something that's not, you know, this is the only, only the last two years of work I've done, but it's nothing but explainers or nothing yeah, but yeah, one yeah. thing, you know, yeah. you, you try to show what you do. Um, and that's tough. But you know what? I'm also happy signing up for an NDA. There's a lot of wonderful work there. I just think 
we have to find a way to balance and somehow leverage um having both you know in our lives and that's that's different for every artist and then and then if you can't finding ways to also do stuff personally you know mm. on the side the um, personal work challenge. I think is, is one of the big <clears throat> things it's like yeah if if you know you're wanting to do a new reel and you mm-hmm. know that you're wanting that you're all under nda it's you're gonna have to do some personal work just to be able to show off your you know your yeah. abilities and stuff and and sometimes if i do something yeah. that i'm like super proud of that i can't show off i will do something very similar yeah yeah and yeah. put it out as like a daily or something just so yeah. i can be like oh look look how cool this uh, looks yeah you know like you know well not actually not how cool this looks my stuff isn't that cool but uh <laughs> but you know to, to be able to have something to show off for yeah for what I did on a secret project or something. So, yeah. You know. totally. All right. Are you ready for the drop? Let's do the drop. Let's do the drop. All right. Now I have to tell everybody the, the sound effect, the intro for this, I, I do yeah. want to play it on the stream this one time, but uh, this is what you'll hear. If you listen on iTunes every week, here we go. Drop, Is this the fucking mic? This is exactly what I should be doing. <laughs> so that's our drop intro with lots of Beeple clips. And, so good. Um, and Dave made need, it, by we, the way. Dave yeah. created that music. A little Ableton action right there. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start the drop. We've never done this before, so hopefully <sighs> it goes okay. And we're just going to tell Matt to take it away. All right. Welcome to the drop. <laughs> Your weekly source of all crypto art stuff. Where uh, we talk crypto art, you know, what's coming up, uh, the different drops that are coming up within our industry. There are lots coming up. What I, I, I think we decided to focus more on some of the more MoGraph artists. There are a lot of different artists out there who are doing crypto art and stuff, but and it would be nearly impossible to keep up with everything. So we kind of scour, uh, you know... Uh, uh, Nifty, Gateway, uh, and uh, uh, Super Rare, and Markets, um, wait, Maker's Maker's Place uh, Mm -hmm. uh, for some of the drops coming up. So uh, some big ones to look forward to this week. Um, Actually, before we start off, let's uh, let's go into a little bit of uh, crypto art news. Now, the biggest yeah. thing, uh, a couple of big things in our industry. One, Nancat sold for $600,000. Congratulations. I, I actually thought Nancat was going to go for a lot more uh, because it's such, like, it's a ingrained into, like, internet culture and stuff. But I, I'm not surprised it went for at least that much, you know? Mm-hmm. And then another big sale, uh, shout out to Cornelius Damrick. Uh, for his sale of 6088 AD, um, which is so awesome. He sold it for 60.88 Ethereum, which was basically $118,000. So big shout out to Cornelius. It was awesome. Like, I, I'm really happy because when we had him on the show right after he dropped, you know, actually put out that art, you know. A long time ago. Yeah. He talked about how it was like nine months to like a year of work. And it's like, it's good to see that you can make a year's salary working on one piece for a year straight, you know? 
And, you know, on top of all the, like, he sold the project files and stuff like that back in the day, but actually selling the original piece, uh, it was pretty awesome. I cannot wait until he uh, he drops 52 hertz. I wish mm. I had the money to buy it because, gosh, I if it, to buy that piece of classic. art, that is that is classic MoGraph right there. That is like it's classic Octane. Too. It's classic Octane. Yeah, like that is the piece. You know, so so do you get this actually physically, like a printout, so, or is this all right? So let's let's go in. Let's go into a little <laughs> yeah. bit of crypto art because this is what uh-huh. uh, this is what a lot of people don't get about crypto. Art, <clears throat> you know, this is what I didn't get. I'm like, what's the big? You know, what's the big deal? You know, okay, so. Here's something funny that I noticed. If you go to Nifty Gateway and you click on someone's crypto art or whatever, some of their videos, and I think you click it again so it comes up in its little shadow box or whatever, and you right-click and hit Save As, you can save the MPEG-4 right there if you really want to just collect the art. (laughs) If you just want the art, all right, go ahead. Go ahead. Save As MPEG-4. But put it in a folder. Yeah, exactly. But you do not but that's own. Not the point. That's that's that. Yeah, that's not the point. You don't own that art, right? It would be like finding a picture of the Mona Lisa online, right clicking and saying save as. You do and not saying, I own. own the Mona Lisa. <laughs> yeah, you do not own that that piece of art, right? The whole crypto art, the, the crypto aspect of it is what allows you to own that piece of art. So because it's based on the Ethereum blockchain, uh, Ethereum, unlike Bitcoin, has the ability to write smart contracts within the blockchain. You know, mm-hmm. so what it's doing is it's taking you're saying, OK, I want to buy this piece of art. They mint it onto the blockchain and that smart contract within that particular token uh, uh, links to um, the the owner of it and uh, what the piece is and who it's by. It's basically, you know, has all the information about that one original piece. And because you own that, you own that art piece. That is like the certificate of authenticity saying, I bought this piece of art. You know, so now what is going to stop what's going to stop Cornelius from just releasing another version of 6088 AD? Absolutely nothing. He could do that if he wanted, but he would also be devaluing his own art, you know, Mm -hmm. so uh, so he does not own his art piece. He still does own that art piece. It is just like that is his, you know. It's a print. It's it's kind of a print. Yes, it's basic. Basically, oh, think it. Hurts. Think of it as a print <laughs> that someone is buying. You know, um, someone is buying a copy of his artwork. He still owns the rights to that artwork. You know, and what's mm. cool about crypto art, um, besides the fact that it's going crazy and everyone's paying ridiculous money for it, is the best part about it for the artist is that ten percent of every resell on the market goes back to the artist. So you're yeah. getting residual income from every single sale. Like, for example, I think there's been a million dollars in sales off of Beeple's, one of Beeple's uh, um, Into the Ether 
uh, crypto art. Secondary. He's made $100,000 off of those sales specifically because he's associated with that original piece of art, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. I think and that's Ether a, went for 90000 So almost all of them are at $90,000. You've got... And are, are mm. we kicking ourselves right now? Because we sold... Uh, uh, so this 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 is <laughs> no. You know why? Because look, right? Do you yeah. see in the corner yeah. down there that little screen? That's the number mm. eight. It's worth ninety thousand dollars, and I'm like, diamond hands. Yeah. What? So diamond hands. Yeah, but, uh, uh, I'm not gonna open mine. I'm I it, and I'm it I, sucks. I don't think that changes. I, you're not yeah. gonna be able to say the box isn't open if you try to sell it. I know I can't you just, say that. You're just gonna but, sell it. So anyway. Um. Yeah. Uh. 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 So yes. Okay. So they technically still own the rights. They'll get residual income from selling that. You're basically selling a print. It's like if you know an artist was to create a print. And uh. Uh. My father-in-law was. I was talking to him about this the other day, and he was saying like with a lot of uh old Ansel Adams like prints and stuff like that. They number them, of course, you know, so like you'd get one of 100 or something like that, you know, and as they'd continue to print them, the the quality wouldn't be as good on the fr- on the last one as it was on the first one, you know, and that's not dealing with digital and stuff like that. That's back in the day and stuff like that. So sure. that's why those lower numbers were worth so much more than the older numbers, because you'd get a much clearer picture so, uh, which is an interesting reference to this because in digital crypto art, number one of 25 is worth almost this, or number 25 of 25 is almost worth as much as number one of 25 because it all depends on the number, you know, of those. So, uh, uh, luckily, so for example, I know this is we're just jumping around. There's a lot. I'm sorry. It's fine. I get really but, excited dude, about this. You say you don't know enough that it's much about it, but you have been digging down yeah. the rabbit hole. So, for... Anthony, if you have questions, feel free to I, ask me. I do me. have a question. Yes, let's go um, ahead. So, I'm I'm wondering, you know, if this is a this is blowing up. There's a small mm-hmm. few doing this. So yes. high demand. Yeah. Right. So is this about to get flooded and the gates open it and very everyone starts well doing may. this and you, you're making five bucks. You it, know? Very well because may. it very, the very well because it very, very well. Yeah. I don't know. So here's there's a long <laughs> tail. And also the sites that do the uh, curation uh-huh. are, are going to be the more valuable ones. The ones yes. that let everybody in, you're going to get $5. Once you let everyone in. But yeah. here's the thing. I think it, you can't though, right? Isn't, aren't Aren't these communities to do this? You have to be invited or something. You do right? have to be invited. Yes, <laughs> most of them. Okay. Yeah, so you can apply. You can apply, and then they'll go through your stuff. Or uh, uh, what was it that uh, that David just got accepted into? Oh, that do the invites. Yes. So basically, like when, once you get accepted, once you, it's like dribble. Yeah, you, you know, get you accepted, get the and then you sell your first piece. You get more invites that you can invite other people in, which I think is kind of a, a neat way to do it. Um, I like that. Some of these sites, um, I, I like, for example, I don't know about Super Rare because I haven't seen any quote unquote drops, you know, versus Nifty and Maker's, Maker's Place. Uh, they have actual drops where artists, you know, featured artists are actually, you know, 
doing a drop that day where they're going to be selling their art that day and they make a big they make a big spectacle out of it you know they they're like this is what's happening and the interesting thing about nifty nifty has it down i'll tell you what they don't tell you how much it's going to be until like the day of so you got to figure out you know whether or not that like you have something set in your mind I know how much I'm willing to spend on this person's artwork. For example, mm-hmm. and like uh, when Stuzor came out with his and it was 200 bucks, I was like, hell yeah, that's so worth it. I bought three, right? Mm-hmm. I bought three of his pieces of art, his, op- his open edition. I mean, it's 200 bucks, right? And then when, uh, uh, what was it? When Blake Catherine, I had it in my head, I will spend up to $1,000 on her artwork, you know? And I did. I bought two. <laughs> You know, and Stuzor, I was disappointed Stuzor. because I turned mine around yeah, for I'm like s- seven, eight hundred dollars so profit. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so waited. the thing is, the thing is, like, so, and here's the interesting part. So then, this is one reason I really like Nifty, you know, versus some of these other sites. But I haven't really used any of the other sites I'm that much, so I'm not that great of a, I'm not that great of a judge on it. But Nifty, it's like you buy from the artist. Your your marketplace is right there. You can see the lowest price for all the open editions and stuff like that. And they take cash. And they, they take, take cash. cash. It's, a, it's easier. Yeah, you don't have to go yeah. through like the blockchain in order to do it. You can just pull up your credit card and be like, boom, give me six Blake Catherines. I want them, you know? And and so uh, uh, and they they have you know they have open editions where you can sell multiple versions of one thing. Um, you've got the 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 what is it the drawings, you know, where a bunch of people say I want this one, and then they randomly give out you know that many of those uh, with random numbers, so everyone has a chance to get it. Mm. Like the one dollar ones, just that, bots, <laughs> right? Not just bots. Yeah. Uh, the ones that people gave out for a dollar. The bots bought those up so quick. In you literally know? half a second or In something In like stupid. half a second, and it's like, okay, well, how is anyone going to have a chance to do this? You have to do the drawings. I think the drawings are fantastic. The drawings, what's so cool about this? So Here's me, the sto- the, tell the story. story. Here's the story. Yeah. So me, Dave, David, and EJ, uh, me, Dave, Ariev, and EJ, we all were like, okay, we want to get this Blake Catherine one. There were four different uh, Blake Catherine ones that she did. And there were, were drawings. Yeah, they were all drawings. They were $1,500, and it was 25 editions of each, right? Mm. So we knew it was going to be really hard for us to get one, you know, let alone a low number and stuff like that. But we're like, we know... Like the thought was, we know if we can get one for fifteen hundred dollars, we could probably turn around and sell it for five grand because that's about the running rate or whatever. Unless you've got a really low number, so I was like, "All right, guys, here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna get the team together. All four of us are going to bid on every single one of them and hope and hope and pray that we get one that we can turn around and maybe make a couple hundred bucks each." After we sell it, right? Because it's fifteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. if you win the drawing. If you win the drawing, fifteen hundred. Yeah, it's fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. So you know, we're checking, we're checking, we're checking, and then all of a sudden, Dave gets an email. Okay, wait, wait. Can I tell this part? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Can go I tell ahead. this part? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was sitting in the car, <laughs> waiting for my daughter. I was a little distracted, mm-hmm. right? And I hadn't been on my email, and you guys were texting back and forth, and and sometimes yeah. I I. Do not disturb mode right, like right. yesterday because yeah. I had 127 text messages yeah, sorry. <laughs> after leaving for five minutes. 
Literally, I'm not. That's not an exaggeration. No, it's not. And oh. and so, I I had it on mute, but then I I looked at it, and there was a delay because so many people bought it there was yeah. a delay in minting the coins for all of these things there was a delay in finding out that day if we won the drawing right so the emails hadn't gone out and the emails i guess finally were starting to go out and matt's like i didn't get any notification yeah, i was like did anyone EJ get David? an email you know no, it sucks we didn't yeah, get no, one uh, we didn't get it and i then i opened my text message i'm like oh l- let me check my email real quick and i go and it says, congratulations, you won the drawing. And I'm like, oh, sweet. And I screenshot sweet. it, and I crop it, and I text it to them and everything. And they're like, number one? I'm like, We got what? number one. I didn't even look. Of I didn't even realize it. I'm like, on we got the them. number one. We got number like, one. And I freaking called I thought it them. it was a mistake. I was jumping wow. up and down. I was like, we got number one? You know? <laughs> It's like I don't know. It's like how, what are the odds? It yeah, was like one in ten thousand or something. The so oh, there was eleven hundred. That that's crazy. There was eleven hundred <clears throat> people who said that they wanted that one. You know. Yeah. And so Jeez. we got number one of twenty five randomly selected for number one of twenty five. It was. And we but then you have... multiply that by the by twenty five or whatever yeah. because you could get any number. In yeah. There, right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like. One twenty chance of that's crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> what it, it was it was very it's very exciting. So, you know, we 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 priced it. So here's the thing. We priced it at what we feel like that piece is worth. You mm-hmm. as people may look at the price of what we priced it at and think that's ridiculous. But here's the thing. Blake Catherine is absolutely one of my favorite artists. You know, they, mm. she's probably in my top five favorite artists of all time. And I 100% believe that that number one of 25 is worth $250,000. Mm-hmm. So that's what we Whew. priced it at. Yep. I'm taking your word for that because I don't I, know. I think I 100 I believe in her. And I think I think she is going to go down in history as one of the best digital artists out there. She will be up there with people and with all these other, you know, great artists. I think she's going to be up there. And I was uh, chatting with her on Instagram and I said, we're going to, you know, hold. <laughs> I told her what happened, basically. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, I'm like holding it. Diamond hands, mm-hmm. ho- holding, H O H O D L, holding, Yeah, uh, I'm like to the moon, <laughs> and she sends me this. She sends me this like <laughs> gif. <laughs> so it was. It's yeah. and you know it, I I've got a real bad gambling addiction, and this this hits it right in the right spot. Yeah, you know, and the thing Perfect. is with Nifty like. When I bought the Stuzors, you know, that was the first piece that I had gotten besides the Beeple. The Beeple was, it was company money, whatever. And we were Mm -hmm. idiots and, you know, didn't hodl on that other one and sold it for $3,500 just to make our money back. And now it's worth $90,000. Oh, that's so painful. I'm so sorry. And so, like, here's the thing. These will be worth a million. This is the hard part, though. This This is the part that's hard. You know, it's... It's like the stock market in a way. You never know whether it's going to go up or down, you know, and it's like, uh, uh, are these pieces going to be worth more? I found like, for example, Stuzor had a drop last night on Super Rare where uh, he was selling a couple of his pieces and his artwork jumped yesterday 
from a thousand dollars to three thousand dollars for the and minimum that's price. That's the thing you have to know what they're doing on other yeah. sites, not yeah. just the ones that you have artwork on. You know, it's this like is a, its a, own oh, market. Yeah, it's its own stock. It's its own stock. It really it stocks is. for nerds. Yeah, for art nerds. <laughs> starts for stocks for art nerds. And so, like and, the thing is, it's great. Uh, the the thing that I love about it, I'm a collector. You know, I've got like. Yeah. S- two or three boxes of just random bullshit toys literally like right behind yeah. me in oh, the bo- look. in the box look no oh, here's my wreck it ralph action figure oh do you want the set of from the original like uh the original movie oh look i've got all three right here you know you oh, didn't man. even have to roll your chair that's kind of scary yeah. I, I know <laughs> what else can you get oh, to look. okay hold on look. It, oh he's look. grabbing more stuff I have, 45 I have degree turn we can Wall-E. pull out this uh, remote oh control Wally still in the box <laughs> because Don't I your bought physical it. Physical people piece too, right? Right. So yeah. like because I have the Wally because I didn't want to take it out of the box because it was so pretty, right? <laughs> and it's like so now you look on eBay, it's like three hundred dollars. You know, you sell it for three hundred bucks. It's like okay, cool. But so like you never know whether these <clears throat> things are going to go up or down or blah blah blah. Like Stuzor <laughs> did really well. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm really excited about this. You're going to get a whole lot of peaking on my audio. Oh, you're um, fine. Anyway, so, 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 so. But the thing is, like, uh, 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 there's a couple things about there's a couple things about it that like are are you know that are just gets or whatever. Uh, the open editions are the big thing. You know, you need to know how many. You need to know when it's dropping. You got to pay attention to this stuff because, like, I I like to collect. I wanted a Blake Catherine piece. You know, it's it's like think I think about it this way. Do you as much as I love a lot of these artists and I I appreciate and I feel I I I I I I, I would love to have some of these artists like Ariev or EJ or whatever, or just pay them personally and say, Hey, just create a piece of artwork for me. You know, Mm -hmm. just I'll pay you your day rate. You know, you just spend a day (laughs) making a daily for me, you know, which I guess is very possible to do, you know, if someone wants to do it, but it's Mm -hmm. like, if you don't want to do that, just buy one of their art pieces, you know, and you collect it and you know, it's yours, you know, and stuff like I that. I mean, well, that's that's what I already do. I mean, I've got like that's a beeple. That's mm-hmm. like a little spray. I can't right because it's oh weird. yeah, but, right. Um, that's when you did that ten for, years, like, right? Uh, it's like the it's the sit the f down and yeah. do your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ten year yeah. one. I don't yeah. know if that's ten years. I ended up buying one for the office too. Um, but it's like I paid ten twenty bucks for that, and like it's it's the old world. Like I yeah. expect a bunch of people to have purchased that, mm-hmm. and that's worth nothing. I don't care. Right. But this is this is a totally different new market, and I right. think what excites me is like the the ability to to have the the value reflect its its worth and yeah. there is somewhat of a market that should be happening we shouldn't only just buy ten dollar prints that are shit right you know like and these people this is their life work they're like total maslov's actualization of what mm-hmm. they do mm-hmm. life blood energy that you're buying and it should be valued against others and it should be worth a lot and right. i, I mm-hmm. think that's really cool you know I think and I don't the- mind the fact that we that we sold the one. You know why? Because when they're both worth a million dollars, the ones that we do have, 
We we paid for both of those mm-hmm. with the other one. So we will say mm-hmm. we made two. They'll both be worth a million dollars, and right. then we'll sell them, right? And then we'll say we made two million dollars out of zero dollars. Yeah, that's the cool part. Yeah. We, we put in an, an initial $3,000 investment, immediately like a day later got our $3,000 investment back. Jeez. And then, and then make, could make, possibly make could $2 possibly. million bucks. So I, I already have mine listed. If anyone wants to see, go look up the Beeple Infected. I'm infected number 40. It's on the Nifty Marketplace. There are only seven for sale out of 123. I, I, I knew yeah, and I, I had the feeling... Yeah, people are holding. Hodling. So if you want to buy it, it's $1.17 million. Wow. Someone please buy it. Someone wow. tell your friends. I'm not going to list mine yet. Yeah. Matt, Dave got so number what are the eight. main sites? Dave got yeah. number eight. I have number eight of, of Ether. Of 200 and, and what, 70? Something like that. Yeah. I think I'll probably, if I list it, it'll be at 888888. $888,888. Yeah. That's probably yeah. what I'll list it for once they start. But the thing is, it I feel like the things are going to go up. We're talking about seeing what people yeah. are doing on other platforms. Yep. What we haven't talked about is Christie's. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, Beeple... It was announced uh, last week, and you know, it, for for those in the know who kind of knew that this was happening, you could see the Beeple artwork prices going up specifically because they knew this was happening. Um, yeah, I think so. And Seems so, like, it. like uh, uh, it was announced that Christie's auction house is going to be auctioning off the whole first five thousand days in one piece of Beeple's artwork. You know, 5,000 every day. Um, and opus. it will be the first. Uh, it is. It's people's opus. You know, that's what they have listed on. The, it says yeah. that on their site. Yeah, it's uh, it's the first 5,000 every days. Um, they will be it will be minted. It's minted from Maker's Place, Maker's Place um, by Maker's Place. And hmm. they it will be the first NFT that will t- uh, from Christie's that will take uh, Ethereum and Bitcoin. Which and is the first abs- digital and like drop is in there general, was right? an NFT previous. Oh, there was? I think there was like one or two, but his will be the first one where they accept Bitcoin or Ethereum, which I think is yeah. really really cool. I think that. So here's the thing that I've noticed in the fine art world, where you have a physical piece versus the digital art world. Um, there's there's a big difference in price with some of these artists and stuff. You know, if you wanted to buy like a Banksy print or something, you know, you could probably find one for like a grand or something. You know, mm. versus if some of these digital artists, you know, you're minimum three grand to buy one of them, you know, mm. and uh, uh, and it's just it's the NFT. It's just digital and stuff like that. It's 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 interesting. I've seen a big difference in price. I'm curious if there's ever going to be like a, you know, uh, uh, could, what's the word where they, you know, come together or whatever. If if merger no if where like the digital prices are going to be more like the the physical prices and stuff like that, um, another thing so oh oh, oh. Huh. yeah yeah so um uh 
uh, Nifty, for example, you know, I was talking earlier, they do a bunch of things. They do drops where you can buy as many as you can in five minutes. That's why you kind of need to be, you need to know which artists are, you know, are dropping for the week. And so that's why we, this is the main you know, you reason. You got to do research. You got to sit down. You got to budget. Yeah. You got to plan. You got to plan. This which just, you just don't go on. Yeah. But I think the great part about it is there's so many people that are in – like this industry didn't come out of the MoGraph industry. This came right. out of the art collection and the crypto industry. Right. And we just happen to have something to do with it in the MoGraph that's, industry. And that's why I think and we have an advantage over some of the other – Exactly. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Some, like the art collectors. We know the artists. You know, we know the artists. We know – I knew Blake Catherine's was going to be good. And, you know, right. that's why I bid on Blake Catherine's stuff. I'm a big fan of Stuzor. That's why I knew his price was going to be good. He's got the, the the work behind it in order to, you know, and for 200 bucks, how could you not, you know? That's why I yeah. bought three of them. Uh, when and Gavin Kent in the chat is clarifying, it's it's the first solely digital first NFT. Solely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because I think the other ones, they offered NFTs with the actual physical pieces and stuff. Um, but then you've also got... Uh, uh, which I'm going to call it, uh, Gavin Shapiro. Uh, he did a drop last week on Monday. I bought two of his pieces. And surprisingly, I was very surprised. I turned around and flipped one of them for $1,000, you know? And I don't know why. Well, he, okay, I'll tell you why. Because mine was <laughs> the lowest number out of all of them. There was a bunch lifted, listed for resale. There was like eight or 10 uh, listed before mine and for some reason mine resold because i had a lower number that's why it's important to get in on these early you yeah. know so you've got drops which is you know you buy as many as you can in five minutes you know uh they've got uh the drawings where you basically say you want it and they'll pick a random person to draw uh you've got you know get it as fast as you can ones you know, with uh, some of them have a different percentage. Like, for example, tonight, uh, John Norlander, I think I'm saying that right, has uh, two drops and a pack. The pack is going to be $400. And what you do is you randomly get assigned one of the ones, you know, that uh, they are selling. Um, and there's like a certain percentage chance that you'll get each one. So the lower percentage chance, those, of course, are going to be worth more. And... Because it's a pack, you're going to want to buy as many as you want because you got to collect them all, right? Got to catch them all. Got to catch know? them all. Because oh, can't. Uh, they're okay. also okay, I doing... Got, I got you, Kent. I, I, I just put that uh, together so... in the chat. <laughs> yeah. All right, keep um, going, Matt. So, uh, 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 and also with this pack one, they're doing a $1. Whoever gets the most of this collection actually wins the entire collection. So it's like... And, wow. and, and, you know, oh, you can't wow. do this with the physical art world. You know, you can't say, okay, if you buy all five of these Banksy artworks, you get the torn up Banksy artwork. You know, it's like, no, this the is only the, one. Yeah, this is the only only the stuff that you get to do in the, the digital world. And uh, here's some other stuff that, like, me and my brother were talking about, you know, because it's digital, because it's linked to, like, a, a like, an MPEG-4 or something on a specific site that's holding it who's to say that mpeg4 can't change you know mm -hmm. who says you can because it's attached to a smart contract who's to say that you can't do an interactive one where based upon who owns it the artwork changes you know 
How or killer anything. would that I mean, be? That's that's yeah. what Winkleman was talking about uh, on wow. that School of Motion podcast. Is the fact that you, is something could change? Even he was talking yeah. about the the presidential one where the outcome was going to be different depending on the election, right? And it's like it sounds like something someone would have done before, but it's never been done before. You yeah. Know? So here's what's interesting about that. Uh, uh, think about this as well. People probably created two versions of that. You know, of whoever would win. What happened mm-hmm. to that other one? Is he going to sell that as an NFT one day? Right. You know? Mm. Right. And also, because it's a, a smart contract, it also says who owned it previously. Right? You go into Nifty, you can see who owned it throughout. You know, for example, my Beeple artwork was originally owned by Dave and then gifted to me. You know? Right. And that's so, another part of it. Who's I'm curious. And what's the because value that's, based on that's the a owners. big thing with the fine art yeah. industry. If you buy a Picasso that was owned by Robin Williams, you know it's going to be worth more because that's the story behind it. Yeah. You know? Like a painting Hitler. So owned it's like, or something, I'm really right? curious. Like I'm really weird, curious. Like, like, I, I thought about doing this, like, Dave passes me an artwork, and then I pass the artwork over to Ariev, and then Ariev passes the artwork <laughs> over to EJ. EJ yeah, passes the artwork to Blake Catherine. Blake Catherine passes the artwork to Beeple, and then Beeple gives it back to me. And then I say, look at the people who have owned this previously, even yeah, if it's just funny. for a day. It's like, that's a history right there. Yeah. I don't know. I think cool. the NFT There's world is very cool. about that. That's so, a long-term game. That is the long-term, long-term game. game. Um, Nifty, I love Nifty it. because it seems like the prices are are increasing. Sometimes you got to sit on stuff. Like for example, uh, the Stuzor ones, I sat on them for about a uh, <laughs> a month. Uh, yeah, uh, I sat on it for about a month before I sold. Uh, I sold two of mine uh, yesterday. I sold one for a thousand, and a, uh, like a week ago, I sold one for like six hundred. So I made my money back off the first sale. Uh, the secondary sale, that's extra money. And then the third one I've got listed for thirty five fifty five. So I would make $3,000 on it after. You have to keep in mind 10% goes back to the artist and 5% goes to Nifty or something like that. So you've got to build that in if you're wanting to make an even amount of money. But, you know, um, I may take it down because, you know, I, I do enjoy collecting. I like the Stuzor. I'd be sad to see it go. You know, yeah, yeah. You got the multiples, so you can right. hold and sell. I, I and do. I, I like the, I like the collecting and I like the selling part. You know, I like holding for a little bit so that I could, <coughs> so that I could sell it, maybe make a couple hundred bucks. That would be great. You know, but then also the collecting part because I just really, I really love these artists and being able mm. to own a piece of their artwork. I think is fantastic. So. Who else well, we got? Uh, okay, we got? so I got a question for you, real yes. quick, Matt. Though I'm I'm curious what your thoughts are on the longevity and the the fluidness of how these platforms evolve. Like that is one a- technology. Like, is this going to be out of date in ten years, and we're not using the MP4s or the JPEGs or whatever? That's and a- or are these contracts going to evolve? So that they delegitimize a whole generation of crypto art. And you're like, oh, well, you need to be on this platform because you really own these five new aspects. That is a really really good question. And I don't know know if I have the answer to that. Um, Like I was was very concerned the other day because if you go on to Nifty's site, if I was to sell something for a million dollars – it says I can only transfer $5,000 a week 
to my bank directly from them unless I mm. go through and do this whole other like payout system through you Gemini. To Ethereum, right? You have to Ethereum, attach it to Ethereum and then you got to transfer yeah. it, you know, yeah. and then yeah. there's fees that are associated with that. And it's like, okay, well, I don't. I could just sit here and pull out $5,000 a week for the next four years. But what happens if this site goes under in four years? You know, yeah, what yeah, do I, I, I will lose my money because it's associated with that. That yeah, was a fear that, that I had, yeah. you know, but because my part of chat. my fear is, you know, like I, you, you, the next generation that comes up, maybe it's a, an official print from some Italian in, in, Milan that is printing everything and it comes with an actual chip, yeah. a gold chip and a number. And there's a certain sense of tapping into the old art world that com- combines the hybrid. And right. f- I don't know. You know, I, you know, I say think, that's not I think that was the big thing that people <clears throat> did with his initial drop in December was yeah. he got a lot of people who didn't understand crypto, you know, to invest in him because he had physical pieces along with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of people Something now else he talks about don't his, care his about the physical art piece along with it. They only want the NFT that's associated with it. And because I get that, you know, I get that now. It's like, okay, yeah. I get you don't need a physical piece in order to do it. Now, but that was the, the gateway drug to get into it. That was the gateway. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. And Kent says in the chat, that the number eight is highly collectible in Asian markets. Really? Yes. So I'm like, hmm. Oh, dude. All right. Eight million eight hundred eighty-eight thousand. Yeah. 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 Think bigger. Yeah, dude. To the moon. Diamond to hands. the moon. Come Hobble. on, you got. Hobble. If you sell Hobble. it for eight million dollars, almost nine million dollars, you got to give me at least a million. I'll oh yeah, tra- yeah, yeah. I'll we'll, trade we'll you my people. Art- I'll, I'll no, give you, you a just bucks. buy my people artwork for a million dollars. How about that? <laughs> oh, there you go. Because then <laughs> you, you can go. hold and on then to I'll it. I'll let that gain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's fine with me. I got a million dollars. I don't care. All right. There we go. <laughs> we'll do it that way. No, That's you perfect. should list it for eight million eight hundred eighty-eight thousand eight hundred eighty-eight. Oh my gosh. So, okay. Who else? All right. Let's talk about this week. This week's drop. Go to the restroom. uh, Go ahead. You you do that. I'll be back. Um. So this week's drop. Um. The ones that I that I think were notable and stuff. Um. Tonight. Uh. For those who are listening live right now. Um. You're gonna. You may get on on this. And I'm. I'm. I feel real sad if you don't. Uh. The two that I think are are uh pretty good. It's on Nifty. Uh, John Norlander, uh, uh, they have two drops, uh, a 700 and a 1500 uh, open edition to where you can buy as many as you can in five minutes. And then they've got the packs. Uh, uh, John's got the packs where it's like, I think it's 12 different of these really cool little animations. Um, uh, They look like they were done in Houdini, like liquid Sims and particles and stuff like that. It's pretty neat. Super Mography. Um, You can buy as as many there. You can buy as many as you can until it runs out. And I think there's like 250 and they're $400 per you know, and so there's also a percentage of, you know, which one you'll get. So some of them are worth more, some of them are worth less. And because they've got that, you know, whichever one people are going to collect, uh, you, you try and get them all within 24 hours. At the end of 24 hours, whichever one has the most, whichever person owns the most of these collection wins the full collection. So for those listening, if you're wanting to get in on this, I would say this is probably a good way to 
flip a little bit, you know, of money because you'll have some people who are wanting to collect it and you could probably you could probably buy a couple and flip them for a profit. That's for people who are looking to actually in you know invest and make a little bit of money off of it. You know, you've also got the collector like me who just wants to sit back and collect the stuff and who also wants to flip it. So I'll probably buy a couple. Um, you've also got uh, uh, I, I think it's pronounced beige. Um, I could be wrong. Um, she is a uh, she does a lot of uh, architectural renderings and stuff like that. Um, she's got uh, uh, these limited editions. It's fifteen for one thousand. Uh, she has an open edition for five hundred, and then she's got these packs that she's selling for four hundred as well. So um, all these you can check out niftygateway.com. Um, uh, yeah, uh, or I would recommend what the the sucky part about this is you don't know that they're coming up. You know, until like unless the artist actually specifically says, you know, or you check their Twitter on Monday morning at 10 a.m. That's why I was scrambling to put all the lists together because I had to go and, you know, see which ones I knew and which ones I didn't. I was very excited about the John Norlander one because I've been a a fan of his work for a while. Um, Okay, so Wednesday, you've got Trevor Jones. Um, Trevor has previously done some nifty drops and I, I always like to reference if someone's doing a, uh, if someone's a new artist I, I like to check out their work if I like their work I'll, I'll buy one of their pieces if they have already made a drop you have a pretty good track record of how well their work is selling um, so uh, for example Trevor Jones did th- four drops where it was like this Picasso bowl and uh, it was all bidding, you know, mm-hmm. and they bid. I, I think the top bid was like fifty five thousand dollars. So I would say if you're looking to invest, yeah. Trevor Jones is a very good investment opportunity. Um, uh, uh, Trevor Jones is also a really good artist. I, I, I really like Mograph.com does not guarantee results. It, 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 yeah, we do yeah. not guarantee <laughs> anything. Astrid, if you Astrid, lose ten thousand dollars, you lose ten thousand dollars. I am telling you the people that I would probably I am putting my money down on. You know, mm. so if I and if Arya said Josh Pierce on March first now too. Okay, yeah, I haven't just, gotten into March because that will be next week. Oh, okay. You know, I'm just gotcha. doing it for this week. Thursday gotcha. uh, on Nifty, you've got a really good artist named Greg Mike. Um, uh, 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 he did these really cool can renders. You know, like he he did a, a series back in the day, and he's uh, uh, redone these for a bunch of uh, new artwork that he created. They're pretty neat. Um, I don't know the price on those yet because normally they don't they don't release the prices until the day of, which is a hard thing for budgeting mm-hmm. wise. You know, that's why I like to you know double dip and sell and stuff like that so that I can actually fun money, get a little fun money. Yeah. So here's the thing. The investment is there. You know, if you're willing to wait the time, I turned $600 for my initial Stuzor investment. If I was to sell all of my nifties that I have minus my people at the lowest price in which all of them are listed on the marketplace, I'd have $9,000, you know, Mm -hmm. which is pretty good for initial $600 investment for one month ago. Do you and go Sarah, through we'll your those Coinbase account, or what do you do? It does, that? No, how, uh, how so this... what it does is once you sell it, it goes into your balance on your Nifty site. So I've got a th- uh, right now. I've got like a thousand dollar balance on my Nifty site, um, yeah. and then you can just transfer it to your bank. You can transfer up to five thousand dollars, or you can go through the Gemini stuff. The Gemini stuff I don't know much about. I, I think it's you know you have to convert it to crypto and ether, and then into your bank account, and there's no limit. 
on how much you can do. I'm not 100 percent sure. So interesting. Um, a couple other uh, artists to look out for. Uh, this is on uh, Maker's Place. Um, Kid Mograph, uh, well known within our industry, super well known, is dropping. I think three art pieces, and I think they're single editions. Uh, don't quote me on it because I, I can't really tell. That's why I don't. I, 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 that's why I like Nifty because I, it gives me a good layout of what everything's happening. I think Kid Mograph is doing uh, three individual pieces. They're one of ones, I believe. Uh, tomorrow. His drop will be tomorrow, and I think that will be bidding, um, I'm pretty sure. So people bid on it, you know, and with those, I think you have to bid Ethereum. You can't bid bid cash. So you'll need to have, like, a MetaMask, uh, uh, an account, uh, you know, and it associated with your, you know, your web browser. You've got to have the plug-in, and then it'll associate with it. I'm not 100% sure how it works. You know, but Kidmograph, really well known in our industry. He's doing a drop tomorrow. Uh, Roger Kilimandraro is also doing a drop tomorrow. Uh, Roger originally did a drop on Nifty a few weeks ago and was actually very successful. Um, they did a, uh, I don't know if it was an open edition or a limited edition, but it was $250 uh, for that drop. And, you know, it, 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 that was like a week wasn't it a week ago? A week and a half? I don't know. In this crypto art world, a week feels like a month. A day well, feels like... Well, last week felt like a month anyway. Yeah, I know, right? We were trapped in the snow. So Roger uh, Kilimanjaro uh, uh, did a drop on Nifty, and uh, they were sold for $250 a piece. They are currently going for $1,750 right now. So it, I don't That's know great. how many they're dropping, he's dropping, but uh, 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 it could be a good it, it could be a good you know look into. Has so, anything gone down in price? Yeah. So uh, I mean, the, right now the stuzors at the beginning went down. You know, and I was like, okay, well, maybe this isn't. Maybe this is. You know, it, the thing is, if you're willing to hodl for a little while, you know, then you know it. it the prices will go up. You know, but I, I don't know. This is all. It, it, is it? Is it a big bubble where people? It's just going to pop at some point. You know, because every day someone's hitting me up. Hey, I want to know about this crypto art stuff. I want to know about this crypto art stuff. I want to know about this crypto art stuff. You get more people in it, and then they start realizing it. Yeah, you know, it may just be this bubble that pops. You get too many people in it, and not enough people wanting to collect and wanting to sell, or the prices are too high, or you know, you. D- I, I don't know. I can't. I can't. Speak You're going to have experience. the good ones float what? to the top. You're going to have a long tail. Yes, for sure. Yeah. It's not like it's just going to go away. Yeah, and and it's here's just the really thing. Hard to tell. Here's the thing. You may get some of these artists who are on, you know, super rare or something like that, and they want to be a crypto artist. You know, and so they'll start building up their their reputation and, you know, their Twitter account and following. This is perfect for the Instagram people, the Instagram people who the MoGraph people don't want to hire because all they do is their Instagram daily renders. This is your place. (laughs) This is how you make your money. There you go. You know, I'm telling you, there is there's like these Instagram artists and stuff like that and Twitter artists and stuff like that. Like they this is this is their market right here. You know, Mm hmm. Um, but, uh, 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 what was I saying? Okay. So, uh, Roger Kilimanjaro. Good. Uh, oh, you got the, one more. The other one, uh, and, and Roger and Kid Mograph are both tomorrow. So if you're wanting to get on that two twenty three, the 23rd, the 23rd, Say yeah. the date. Yeah. Just uh, then the last one is, uh, on the 25th, uh, David McLeod. I, I don't know if you say that, but it's this cool abstract Mograph stuff. Um, uh, really cool stuff. I, I like their stuff. It's, it's very, very cool. 
And <sighs> and this segment won't always be an hour long. This is just the first time yeah, we've done it. And we're trying to give everybody a primer. Usually yes, we are. Usually it would be like, here's the listing. I know every, not everybody yeah. likes this talk. Not yeah. everybody likes the crypto art talk. It's not going to be an Don't worry. Yeah, it's, it's not, not going to be, be this in-depth every, every single week. Yeah. And I am... I Yeah, Kevin, you're right. I am very passionate about this because here's... Here, here, I told I, my wife hates hearing about crypto my art. Wife. My wife hates hearing about crypto art. It's so Not funny. When she it's goes like, to the bank. Well, here's the thing. So yesterday, yesterday I sold a Stuzor and I made a thousand dollars. And I went in and I told her, I said, "Hey, I just made a thousand dollars. How much would it cost me to give you for you to like crypto art?" <laughs> well done. You know? That's like, how well much done. will it cost for you to <laughs> yeah. just shut up? <laughs> so, but it's like, it's You're like. like it's like I uh, and here's the thing like my 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 uh my what 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 what's it called my hobby for the longest time has been 3D mograph you know that's my hobby it's sure. like I I yeah. I finally found a different hobby that I kind of like you know of course and it's I'm passionate about it and it's related yeah so I feel you know I I've drinking the people juice. I have drink I have drank people's juice. How, hopefully it's not coming out of a tube from Buzz Lightyear's right. nipples. Right, <laughs> exactly. I have I have drank the the crypto art juice, and I I see where it's going. Now I will say there are a lot of people on Twitter who do not like the the environmental aspect of crypto, and I get that. I get that. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 shitty. You know, and kind of like what we talked about before, you can offset by buying renewable energy credits if you're feeling that passionate, and uh, which I do, and it's about the environment. Expensive. It's not expensive at all, you know, honestly, because the renewable energy, what you have to realize when you're paying electricity, at least the way it is in Texas, I don't know the way it is in the rest of the world, because Texas is deregulated and, you know, we let all everything, that. all of our power go out, you know. So what you're actually, when you're paying for energy, it's actually only like, a one or two cents per kilowatt hour that you're actually paying the uh, the the uh, electricity companies, the companies Servers. who are making the electricity, the source. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, you're paying the electricity comp the the end of the middleman like five or six seven cents, and then at least in Texas, you're paying a little bit more for the other middleman because there's so many middlemen in between, you know? So you can go and buy renewable energy credits for pennies on the dollar to counteract, you know, all the energy that you're using for these, these NFTs. If you feel, if you feel that impassioned about it, which I do. And I, I think, I think people should do it. That's why I look this stuff up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it'd be cool uh, if it was automatically packaged in and, you know, maybe I completely a new agree. aspect, I completely you know, it's agree. like, yes. if you agree agree. to purchase this, you also yeah. are signing up for yeah. X, yep. Y, and Z. Um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there'll be a site like that in the future. Who knows? Who knows? You know? Yeah. But, uh, I got a, I got a, this email too. You yeah. Get, you want to go to that or you got something <sighs> else? No, go ahead. Let's, let's hit the okay. email because, you know, I, I, yeah, I think there's more to talk about All with right. the email. Yeah. And and we and we're we're starting to run short on time here too. So yeah, we are. Sorry uh, about that. <laughs> we didn't think it would be this long yeah. this time, but I, I knew it would. Asked, be. <laughs> and, and we might have covered some of this. I yeah. don't even remember what this said because this was like two weeks ago. Yeah, dear Mister Costum, Mister Milstead, and esteemed guest, 
That worked well because who knows what episode that would have aired on right. with all the power outages. Right. I figured it would be fun to email in with a question and discussion point as most of us right now. I'm curious about getting into the crypto art game. I was wondering how still images value against animated pieces. If you had a still render, a does it make sense to add some animation, simple or complicated? And if you're going to if you're going for that, is sound design for the music a must? I realize there are no hard rules right now but just thinking about value added huh. versus diminishing returns and on that thought is it standard practice and ethical to sell both the still and animation on the market keep rocking so that is an that's awesome question that is an awesome question Nick, because that does bring up a lot of things you know i have bought stills i have bought animated ones you know the people artwork the original artwork you know, it was not animated, but the way he released it made it look like it was a actual like physical card or something like that with like these zoom ins and zoom outs. You know, your your standard Ken Burns effect that just gets spiked. to t- oh. <laughs> Sarah, that's good. That's good. That's really good. Um, uh, uh, Sarah, Sarah said she wants to know how much time per day you spend researching this. You don't even Sarah, know. Sarah. Matt Here's what I will tell you. <laughs> I have not stopped dreaming. I got four hours of sleep last night because I cannot stop checking my Nifty he's checking, account. He's checking prices every 10 minutes. Every 10. You want to know how many times I've done it during this episode? Probably at least six or seven. <laughs> I'm serious. You need, you need like a, a, an app. That I know. Like we need an app to tell this. what the like what need, the, what the thing is. Yeah. So, Stonks um, app. Uh, 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 what was I saying? I, I do spend a lot of time and I, I, I have this thing that I call uh, uh, Schrodinger's crypto art, right? Yeah. Schrodinger's yeah. crypto art. Okay. I, like I have listed my Beeple artwork for $1.17 million. Please tell your friends I want someone to purchase it for me. I will throw a big party for you if you do convince someone to buy it. Um, so I have this thing called Schrodinger's crypto art where every night I go to bed and I wonder whether I'm going to wake up in the morning, a millionaire because I've sold this piece of art because it's it's for for sale. sale, Right. And it's instant. It's not like you have to approve the sale. Correct. Gone. It is instant. It is gone. So every morning I wonder whether or not I will have sold this piece of art and I'm a millionaire and I will not know until either I check my nifty account or I check my email. So in between the time in which I fall asleep and I check my nifty account one last time before I go to bed up until it's the first thing I check in the morning. I am both a millionaire and not a millionaire. Not a millionaire. (laughs) I will only ever know if I'm a millionaire once I check my nifty account each morning. Life in limbo. So, (laughs) and it's so funny because, like, I mean, it's all I've ever wanted in life is to be a millionaire, right? (laughs) I just want to be a millionaire. So, like, I go to bed every night thinking about. What if in the morning I wake up and I'm a millionaire? How am I going to react? You know? And it's like, and then that keeps me up all night. I got four hours of sleep last night because I could not stop thinking about crypto art. But yeah, I've done a lot. I've done a lot of research. I've listened to the, 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 uh, the podcast, the different podcasts. I've talked to people about it. You know, I've talked to a few people and, and Rock Force, Nick, you bring up a really good point in your email. 
So I have bought still images. I've bought animated images. I've bought animated images with music as well. And I do think that doing the animated images, adding a little bit of, of motion to it adds to it quite a bit and adding music. I think you'll notice if you, if you look at Nifty or some of these sites, you'll see that like, for example, I think it was Mad Dog Jones. Was it Mad Dog Jones who collaborated with Dead Mouse previously or was it someone I- else? No, I so think there was a collaboration between correct. Dead Mouse and I think it was Mad Dog Jones. I could be wrong. Um, this past week, and the amount that was sold was astronomical. It's like fourteen hundred yeah. open editions, which is absolutely insane at a thousand dollars a piece. You know, they made one point four million dollars in five minutes. You know, and but you'll see a lot of these sites are matching up some of these artists. You know, some of the the physical artists or the, the, the crypto artists along with musicians in order to drive up prices and stuff like that. I think, I think that's really cool. Mm. But I would say if you can add music, if you can add sound effects to your artwork, it will increase the value significantly. If you can add motion to it, it will increase the value. People are more willing to yeah. pay, even though I, I love my Stuzor. I wish there was some animation, but I still love that piece. You know, and I don't think there's anything ethically wrong about selling both. I mean, these prices. Yeah, are, I mean, I think I, 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 it, there's nothing ethically wrong about it. What I think might be ethically wrong, you know, is is be, uh, is reselling that same exact same thing exact. afterwards. Like if yeah. Cornelius was to sell his sixty, another version of his sixty eighty eight AD. You know, if he was to resell another one, I think that would be. Ethically, you'd be killing your own profit. You'd be it killing your own sense. profit, and you'd be screwing yeah. over the 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 first person who bought your piece. You know, I right. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of that's that's shitty. You know, but it, yeah, can you? Absolutely, but it just yeah. devalues your own work. You know, I want to say that Winbush said on his game stream the other night that he's thinking about trying to collaborate with Mixmaster Mike. Oh yeah, so, I saw that. I saw yeah. a tweet about that. Yeah, that'd be rad. I haven't. I don't know the rad. details. I've been in a haze of snow but yeah here's what i don't uh, here's the thing it's going to go into music it's going to go into movies it's going to go uh-huh. in everything you're going to have crypto music yep crypto Didn't audio whatever al it's gore be just say that the this is yes yeah I, I don't agree with this i do not agree with this I agree being with considered it. I think crypto art it should be crypto cinema crypto yeah. movies crypto yeah. film whatever you want to call it but he's hmm. selling a copy of inconvenient truth an inconvenient as a truth. piece of crypto art which is so stupid because it's like okay so are you going to offset the carbon costs of actually minting that nft that's irony yeah that is irony i don't think he knows he, I, he may know. not know he's going to get hit with a tweet storm yeah 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 because yeah. <laughs> everybody loves to call that call that stuff out online so he's going to hit get hit with a tweet storm i hope he offsets those credits you know because it does seem ironic. It does. But uh, I've got some other crypto links here that I want to talk about. And uh, just real quick, because with this Christie's drop, these will all be in the notes. Yeah. Uh, there is so many articles. Freaking Winkleman. He is in Forbes. Yeah. From crypto to Christie's, how people put digital art on the map. Wow. Uh, what else we've got? CNBC, Mark Cuban, and uh, Gary Vaynerchuk both yep. mentioned Winkleman this week. CNBC article um, says Mark Cuban is bullish on NFTs, and they're about to go more mainstream with an mm-hmm. auction at Christie's. Beeple Mania. This is Esquire magazine. Yeah. Beeple Mania. How Mike Winkleman makes millions selling pixels. 
And, oh, I also wanted to mention, and this is a private group, but I, I believe like anyone wants to yeah. get into it. If you it, want to invite, just tell us. We'll, we'll hit you up. Uh, Aryev created uh, something called Get NFT. Get like nifty. Get nifty. Yeah. You know, like yeah. get swifty. Get nifty in here. Get nifty in here. <laughs> uh, that is, that's all the crypto links. Yeah. That's all I got. Is there anything else? Oh my gosh, longest segment ever. I know. I'm sorry. But we needed it. We needed to. We needed that initial, yeah, push to yeah. get kind of some. I will understanding make. I will make here. Dave cut this open. You know, cut this up, and then oh, anytime no. <laughs> someone says, uh, "Tell me about crypto yeah. art," I'll just link it to tell me about cryptoart.com. <laughs> Crap! Now I well, gotta buy that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, I guess um, each week we'll probably do. 10 15 minutes tops yeah so don't yeah. worry don't worry no angry emails yeah just you like don't... people who don't like the the beeple segment yeah no it yeah well, we got short. a second podcast <laughs> there I you know. go i have thought I about that because because we need more <laughs> stuff to do thought about that <laughs> we need more stuff to do yeah right? <laughs> the thing yeah. is like how can you the, uh, i i put together the drop you know just as far as like who's coming up for the week you know in 15 20 minutes mm-hmm. you know but it's like how do you turn that into an hour-long show or something i don't know get prominent crypto artists on i guess oh man going down that rabbit hole i huh? know shit yeah. all right the ideas keep coming <laughs> yeah it's a good one yeah and yeah. then every episode of the drop we turn into an nft and we sell that one yes, yes. absolutely yeah driving so the meta. price yep <laughs> yeah and then we do a show about those shows right and we sell that <laughs> there you go right 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 and right. everybody who buys five of them gets every episode yep yeah i don't know that's good okay are we done with this segment yeah <laughs> yeah let's get out of here let's do All let's right. do what else the drop. Drop, drop, drop. is this the fucking mic drop. this is exactly what i should be doing <laughs> all right i got a couple links and we got to get some mograph recommends and we have about 15 minutes tops, I think. Yeah. We're going so far over, and Matt and oh, I yeah, have Yeah, I gotta pick up my things. kid, don't I? You gotta pick up your kid. We got meetings out the yeah, we do. out the rear. The we gotta keep game. moving. Uh, links. I just wanted to mention because, you know, <laughs> Matt and I like Daft Punk, that they, Daft Punk is they, no more. Yeah, they separated oh, as of today. Yeah, it's sad. They put out a video. It's so sad. It's such a sad video. Go, gotta watch the. the, It's the end of Daft Punk. Yeah. Wow. What do do you remember when uh, when that one album came out and we pirated it and we were. (laughs) We we, no, we didn't. No, we paid. No, wasn't it a digital thing? So here's the thing: we paid for it, but it was a presale, and so we pirated it so that we'd feel better about pirating it. That's the way. I don't even remember this. I do. So, anyway, I did. Mm. I remember because on Urban Coffee, you guys went through the entire album, you know, like a week before it came out or something like that. Anyway. I don't even wow. remember this. Yeah. Okay. I just remember that we listened to it on, uh, we listened to it like on loop on Spotify on loop. when we were working at that place yeah, together. Like a lot. A lot. Yeah. It's, it is a very, it is a very... Uh, historic part of my life that album that last yeah. Daft Punk album there's all these songs that R. remind R. me of when we were working at that terrible place yeah 
Uh, The other Justin Timberlake twenty twenty experience. That's the other one. Absolutely. Every time I hear (laughs) Justin Timberlake, I think of that time. It was around March of twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen. Yeah, I don't know. I think one of those years. Yeah. Uh, Notion. I wanted to talk about Notion because I've been down the rabbit hole, yeah, and yeah. I've been talking a lot with Chad Ashley, and like he's going to show me like some like deep cuts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with Notion. It's Notion.so. It's this organizational checklist teamwork software that is so customizable that it's ridiculous. And I've been hearing about it for a long time. I really wanted to get stuff like reorganized. I'm still going to use Todoist for my personal checklist. At Mm -hmm. some point, I'll probably do like a a segment and kind of dig deep and and talk about it a bit in case people are interested. But uh, check that out if you want to check it out now, and and then maybe we'll talk on a future episode about that. Also, Bill Ellis uh, collaboration, you know, this is the dude who does all the skulls mm-hmm. and uh, skulls. All, always skulls, skulls, a skull, everything, right? Uh, he's got, this is the third time he's done this. It's a collaboration project where he puts his stuff out there and then, uh, you, you know, you, you kind of like remix it and mash it up and, and do stuff with it. It's a contest. Like you can win an iPad, you know, for the best one uh, for, for posting what you've done with it. Cool. Instagram. I'll put that link in the show notes. Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, your source, source for, for all things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. And now, lastly, let's go to MoGraph Recommends. And, Ooh, we uh, still got recommends to do. We oh, got to do it boy. quick. Yeah. So we're going to go bam, 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 bam. We're going to get through this yep. quick as we can. We got about 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Before you have to. Yes, okay. 10 minutes. All right. Um, number one. So these are all going to be. Anthony, these are questions these are your, for you, Anthony. Your favorites. All Either recent favorites or all time favorites. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. We'll, we'll bang yep. through it here. Number one. Favorite <clears throat> movie. Jurassic Park slash yes! Star Wars. But Jurassic nice. Park. Ooh, <laughs> I yes. still have Ooh, a double. Jurassic Park dinosaur in my room. Model. Is it, does it have the dino um, damage? Uh, hand painted. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> but I That's remember funny. dino damage. That's funny. Jurassic and, Park uh, was music. so. It, it, it's like that one and uh, uh, Terminator Two and Toy Story. I think are the yeah. three most inspirational films for like VFX yeah. and 3D artists. You know, yeah. it's the ones that we always go back to as our inspiration for being in this industry. 
Oh, totally. And I think Jurassic Park for me, it's like if you talk about what film is, you talk about like the multidisciplinary like parts of it, like Michael Crichton's storytelling and like the whole like all the genes being split and them yeah. like cloning stuff during that time, like the whole story and concept, the acting phenomenal, mm-hmm. like the music John Williams couldn't have been better. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I think and the visual effects Epic. was the first time humankind saw a dinosaur. Like Yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. I think like if you look at any discipline, all of those like apexed at, yeah. at Jurassic Park. And, totally and, agree. And Star Wars that like of of course. Like Yeah, that, of course. Come course. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I got a I got a new rug, uh, a Star Wars <laughs> Star rug. Star Wars did rug. I show you? I did. Show you showed you this, me. Right? Yeah. I, show you, I don't know if you can see it, but I got from Ruggable. It's a Star Wars rug, right there. <laughs> That's Check amazing. That yeah, it's fun. And I uh, do I have a Millennium Falcon as well. as well. I have a Millennium Falcon model. That's like it's still unfinished, but I've <laughs> held on to it. Is it Lego <laughs> or, or regular? It's regular. It's like a foot and a half long, like. Um, big model like hobby lobby model i had as a kid but it was too complicated and still is <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's not done <laughs> uh music <clears throat> favorite uh, music i would just say beatles okay yeah blow my okay. mind as a guitar player they break all the rules and still make it work and the volume that they yeah. produced in the amount of time is mind-boggling the volume is um, insane they were like 27 <laughs> when they broke up yeah, which I, is absolutely gosh, insane to me. Twenty-seven yeah. is when I finally started like into my career. You know, yeah, that's when I finally <laughs> became an adult. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. TV yeah. show. TV show all time since we got to do this fast. Next generation. Yes, I, I nice. grew up on that. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Still love it, and yeah. was so happy that Picard came out. Like, yeah. Just, uh, can't how, get enough of that How did guy. you feel about the Voyager? inner light? Oh, the inner light. Yeah. I the mean, inner light. Oh, it's, I, I almost don't want to bring up other Star Treks because okay. like they don't okay. deserve much light. Do All they? Right. All right. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Next generation was so good. It was, it was, it was just, just so good. When I, oh. when I lived in New York, actually, I went and saw Patrick Stewart live. Oh and yeah. He did. He did a three hour long, um, Tennyson, uh, the the poet Tennyson uh, reading wow on stage with a pianist next to him just like they're guys doing piano and mm. Patrick Stewart is just doing poetry and it was like the best three hours wow. ever that's up crazy. at ninety two Wyatt three uh, hours Kevin said wow. that Next Generation is good but he recommends Breaking Bad <laughs> and he says Breaking Bad is the best show he's ever seen except maybe The Wire. We're talking all right, about all time out. what you grow up as a kid, because yeah. because next generation is yeah it can it can get rough yeah. Um, I do want to rec- <laughs> I just want to chime in real quick and say I feel like an awful person for this, but I broke down and got Peacock. Uh, my NBC brother Peacock. bought Peacock, so I'm, uh, I've got Peacock. <laughs> all right, so here's the deal. I did the numbers because mm-hmm. I just wanted the Office. I went yeah. two months without the Office, and that's. A long time for me. Yeah, I broke down. I did the numbers. <laughs> I was like, "It's a hundred bucks to buy on Vudu. It's a hundred and twenty bucks to buy it season for season on Amazon. It was only like a hundred, like ninety bucks to get it on Peacock. But then, of course, you don't want commercials, so you you know you get the oh, higher plan. Right. Here, yeah. But here's what I gotta say. I know we're running out of time. Here's what I gotta say. They they are they've only done season three with like this so far, and I think they're gonna do the others. But they put the episodes in as extended versions. You can go watch a separate yeah. extended version edition. Yeah. And they're like 
10 to even up to 20 minutes longer and it's really cool because yeah. it's not Wild. like it was bad stuff that was cut. It's just they had to cut it because of TV at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so we've been watching these long extended versions of our classic favorite episodes in season three, and I'm really enjoying it. So yeah. I, I hate that I broke – I'm not going to watch anything else on that stupid <laughs> network. Parks and Rec? Watch Parks and Rec. But Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm, you can watch that on Hulu, I think, though. That's true, think, though. Yeah, I don't know. No. All right. Uh, next one on the They've list been pulling is stuff, though. they have, they have, yeah. Uh, podcast. Uh, Dan Carlin's hardcore history. Ooh, Blow your mind, nice. guys. Okay. He's he's a total gem. He has like one of the series is called Blueprint for Armageddon, and it basically it's like three four hours each, um, going through World War One, the Great War. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has stuff from all over. He has like the takeover of Persia over all the known world. Um, but just, just mind boggling stuff you never learn in school. And he always brings like 40, 50 references and he's always chumming through and, you know, going through these really interesting things. And, and for me, like the war part, I, I've, I could care less. There's nothing like romantic or anything about it. It's just Dan Carlin's ability to kind of showcase like, the insane humanitarian tragedy mm-hmm. that everyone got locked into and really describe and get the, get the numbers, the millions of the hundreds of thousands to mean something yeah. and to be able to see it. It's, it's just mind boggling. Cool. I always listen to him going out surfing. I listen a good hour, hour and a half there, hour and a half back. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, What's the name Dan of it again? Carlin, what's the title? Dan Carlin, uh, Dan okay. Carlin's hardcore history. Yeah, <clears throat> all right. But just look at Dan this Carlin. one. You, I think you actually have to pay for. It's like, but you can get, you can get them for like two fifty an episode, and there's like five episodes. He, he may yeah. be doing that now, but he was on iTunes, and I think still is with a lot of free ones. Okay, um, okay. But that'll mix things up for sure. Cool. <clears throat> all right. What about favorite plugin? Not Magic render S- engines. Magic Solo. Oh, the okay. nitro nitro oh, yeah. bait guy. Yeah. Magic Solo mm-hmm. can live with that. Yeah. Plain and done. And, best, and you still, best soloing, easiest. Like I couldn't use Cinema without it. Yeah, Period. I was going to say, despite uh, despite this, what's in Cinema now, mm-hmm. despite like they okay. All right. Yeah, Alcom's and, Razor Man. The simplest rules. It's just right. One and done. This, yeah. <coughs> uh, app favorite app. Go to app. Um, Muscle memory app. Calm. Calm. Oh, that's a good app. But not not because of all the meditations and stuff, though. I I actually, I mean, those are great and I do them, but um, the bedtime stories, the (laughs) bedtime stories are amazing. They're so manipulative. Have you, uh, did you listen to the Matthew McConaughey ones? Uh, I think I've listened to there's, one or two of There's his. one where... To go to bed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To go oh, yeah. to bed. Yeah. They're all like right, adult right, right. bedtime Basically. stories. <laughs> yeah. He's like, <laughs> okay. he's like, and then the rabbit ran into the house, and the house <laughs> was square and purple, and the walls yeah. were very bleak. But when I inside, get older, they stay the same age. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. There's, there's one guy on there, if, if you, you have calm... You got to look up Eric Bra. He has like the deepest, lowest mm-hmm. Nordic voice and he does train rides. So you can do like the Oriental Express uh-huh. or like some Norwegian up past like the, the Arctic Circle or whatever. And it's like a half hour long train ride. You never make it to the end. Yeah. But it's just like 
so calming and it's like their advertising strategy is on point because all they do is play a clip of it on tv Mm -hmm. for 30 seconds and you're Mm -hmm. like done oh okay it was down so calm is like it's like 70 dollars a year right no it's not there's a trick Uh uh-huh you can you can you can say get the app Mm -hmm. in the options in the you go to your iphone i don't know if you're an android who cares um you go to the settings and you can go to subscription settings uh-huh. and you can do it. There's the 71, but then you can choose from like 12 oh. and you can just choose. Oh, I want nine ninety nine a year. And you just choose oh, it. Neat. Oh, um, I, I think... did it for me and my wife and we only pay 10 bucks just because we went dug into the settings mm-hmm. and they allow you to just. Interesting. Choose my wife is huh. a teacher Level. and she gets it for free. Oh, so oh, there you cool. we've put, we've put my kid to sleep several times with that app it's calm is great calm is great it's, yeah it's stellar yeah hmm. all right um video game oh like all time like golden eye yeah good choice uh, see you would be great <laughs> at, you got to get on that halo 5 yeah. kevin oh, kevin just I got loved an xbox 2 i'm ready yeah. to play with him come on i play get, get i actually broke xbox. down i broke down last year got an xbox and i've actually played a ton of battlefront 2 the star yeah. wars yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. your dream come true it's just like all characters everything mm-hmm. all all the music here you go just like and That's i don't cool. know if i need anything else it's like come join us though we got like a group of 20 mo who play halo on yeah i totally play halo all the yeah. time. <laughs> halo 5 halo 5 halo i five. can't i can't wait to play with kevin i'm just i'm just telling you <laughs> kevin we gotta play some halo soon I I did all high school. High school was Halo. I did that all yeah. the time. <clears throat> we don't yeah, have a regular we, time. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, we, we usually uh, honestly like if I had to give you an average time of when it happens, it's at 10 p.m. Central Time. Yeah. Is our average time that it happens. Yeah, it's not bad. But yeah, uh, last one is your. This is the tough one. Your favorite life hack, and Mitch Myers is the example. You turn your. Your toaster on its side for some bomb-ass grilled cheese. And now you could have something very insightful or something little. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I just say, I mean, life hack for me right now is Wim Hof. I've been doing the, the ice baths. Um, oh, jeez. Really? Oof. Yeah, oh, I, it's, you. that's been, like, with the craziness of just this last year, it's, I've been getting into, like, David Goggins and Wim Hof, which are, like, do what is uncomfortable, do the opposite of yeah. of what you'd like. So I think for me, it's been like a way to expand my comfort zone, expand what I can take on. Uh, I don't, do you guys, do you guys know about Wim Hof? At I, all I've this heard of this. I've got a friend assuming, who, well, not the ice bath specifically, but talking about the breathing, you know, comfort zone and, and going out in the cold naked, whatever you do. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially do do all the so ice, for me, though? This is this is what it means. A lot of times, because we're working for from home, I yeah. can do a quick workout or something. But then I can do something right um, like a Wim Hof method, where I'll fill the bathtub up with like ten to fifteen ice packs. There's a ten oh. minute YouTube where you there's like three rounds of hyperventilating, and then you hold your breath for like a minute or two, and then you and you go through this little ten minute phase. And it's insane. It, the feeling you get afterwards, um, well, while you do it, you kind of get, you go into this kind of like sub, like really calm, really like where you can hear your heartbeat almost type quiet. 
and hmm. after you're done, it feels like you've gone like you've been in the ocean, like the the really cold, vibrant, crisp feeling that you get when you go surfing or you're in the ocean for a few hours and you get back home and you feel really fresh. Um, do you um do you, you get that do anything feeling. like do you do you put headphones on or earplugs or do anything like that or is it just I'll follow up? along with him sometimes with headphones like little AirPods um or just have like my iPhone out and and hmm. each round is like 2 3 minutes of you just breathe a ton you hyperventilate get get soup ton of oxygen in you and um yeah you do that for 10 minutes so I'll do it for 10 15 minutes and call it good but it's like a really good like reset um no downside very no side extreme. effects no no like anyone says like they you know no no anything if anything no if anything it's it's uh there's a ton of ton of health benefits essentially like we've we've learned how to be clothed in the dynamic range of like what we are exposed to is very, very conservative. We used to get really cold or really hot and our body would have all these natural responses. Um, but we don't, we don't go through that anymore. So this right. does a ton for like your blood vessels, a ton for like, um, like expanding your lung capacity. Like, um, it's in the same category. It's a hormetic stressor. So if you're into like intermittent fasting, um, yep. doing, Cold therapy is also a hormetic stressor the same way that okay. fasting is. So, right. um, yeah, a bunch of really cool stuff. So Wim Hof, like, uh, if you're into wanting to get, like, a very extreme reset and you want to be like, I'm going to, you know, do the opposite of what I want to, you know, what my body's telling me to do and be okay with that, it's a great, like, mind game. Um, I do that every day. It, it is pretty I get up when my body tells me I still need more sleep. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you roll out of bed right. and then roll into your chair for work. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm always out of my comfort zone uh, because I'm awake. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Uh that's that's it. You you probably got a jet, right? Yeah, now. I do. I gotta uh, go so, pick up my kid. Okay. Yeah. Anthony, uh, thank okay. you so much for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me guys. I can't wait. When are we sitting, doing a Sitting through all the crypto art. Oh, Camp Mograph. Well, Camp Camp Mograph is tentatively scheduled. We have to squeeze in the, we will try for a new Camp Mograph. And I'm sorry I didn't wear my shirt. That's all right. (laughs) I know. Um, Oh, that's funny. That's really funny. Um, I've got the blue one. Camp Mograph (laughs) is scheduled. I think I I am, I am, uh, my gut feeling is that it's going to happen this year. You know? I hope so. Because I, I have a feeling by... May, April, things are going to start getting a bit more normal, you know? And so we're, we'll keep everyone updated, but, you know, I have a feeling, I have a feeling we're going to be, we'll be fine. Yeah. So. All right. Well, yeah, thanks again. If people want to find you on, on the, the interwebs, you got anthonyabbottdesign.com. Also sword, what's swordfish's website? Uh, Swordfish dash sf.com okay. and got and a bunch of like, work up there yeah in instagram did twitters and all the yeah things. i have i have an instagram i try to do daily well it's monthly or yearly uh, <laughs> Almost uh i do have an instagram it's anthony abbott design um but yeah uh swordfish you can find a bunch of stuff there as well yeah i think i don't even do almost dailies anymore i just yeah. do whenevers whenevers when, there we go Once let's redefine the dailies it's uh, once yeah. in a whiles. That's what uh, once in a whiles. Bakhti calls it, right? The once. Oh, in a does she? <laughs> yeah, that's nice. 
Um, you can rate us on iTunes, leave a review. You can also subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Helps get our ratings up. You can subscribe to our newsletter, which goes out about every month or so. It gives you an update on all the things that we've been up to. And you can say you've been there, done that, got the T-shirt with the MoGraph logo T, the Paul Bab Feel the Bab 2020 shirt. All the profits from that go to Doctors Without Borders. The Brender Things T-shirt hoodie and long sleeve tee, which a lot of you in the South might need. Yeah, right. <laughs> that render, well, except today, now it's 75 again. That render is fire shirt, which you're only allowed to wear, ironically. Unless, unless you're, shams. you're shams, yeah. Uh, and then lastly, the MoGraph blandishment throwback shirt. And we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, MoGraph.com. And just just, just hit the Googles. You can yeah, find us. Just type in MoGraph. We're the first one. Up, say hi. Googles. There you go. And that's about it. Until next time, I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And I'm Anthony. Have a good one. Later, yo. Pretty good, I guess. MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph podcast. Industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, SeaGraph, HalfRes, and local meetups. Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. we got to stop this thing, Rick! It's going to kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. You get that render done. Yeah, you better frame, frame what? MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in the HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous! Branch into new software, learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it! We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com.